Secret episode, it's the secret episode I didn't know was coming. Wow, what a great jingle. Thank you. <laughs> I'm usually the jingle guy in the house. I have no clue what's gonna happen. <laughs> Alright, ready? Yes. Beelzebuds, and welcome back to another episode of The Devil's Cut, a podcast about all the things that go bump in the night. If it's spooky, scary, or spine tingling, we're here to talk about it. I'm your resident man-boy possessed by a devil, Matt Young, and here with me as always is the skeleton everyone should want in their closet. Eric Rossi. (sighs) Ah, once again, see, I'm all messed up because I was gonna say love is in the air, but then I remembered that we already kind of did this bit last episode, Yeah, but we're not releasing that episode until after this one. Right? Correct. So now everything's all funky in my brain. Well, it's the first week of February, so you... Well, second week of February, so you could say love is but in love the air. love is still in the... Whether, whatever episode order you're listening <laughs> to it, it's... Love is in the air. It's, it's February. It's in the air, out in the world, and it's in the air, in the house. Except not really, because my spooky is wife's it? gone. Yeah. Weird. Way to be recording these, uh, these Valentine's episodes and not include her at all. <laughs> First year of marriage. There it goes. <laughs> Didn't include her in you any of my t- stuff. <laughs> you got time. You got time. I know. I got to make up for it. I mean, no. She's going to She's gonna be in the, the Lisa Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. She is going to be here for Lisa Frankenstein. I said it's one. <laughs> this one, I actually... The more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, it is a little awkward that she's not here for this because... This week we're doing something different. We're not covering. We're not covering any movies. Okay. This is not a movie review or discussion episode. We're playing. We're playing a game. Oh, okay. We're doing. We're doing sort of like a a, a role play. We're doing a simulation of of a sort. Oh dear. So obviously it's February, right? Uh, the 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 month for love. And what TV show of ours? And Black History it, Month. <laughs> Yeah, well, that one we're not touching on today. So, sorry, guys, I don't feel qualified. <laughs> I, I was either do a Black History Month episode or do this game that I... I'll, I'll let you know now. I still, part of it, we're not really very qualified to do, but it's gonna, <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Um, but what, Eric, what TV show of ours do we love, do we hate that we love <laughs> that is also centered around two people coming together? Oh no! <laughs> is it too hot to handle? No, uh, maybe eventually. But oh, is it we're, Bachelorette? Yeah, oh. we're doing. All right. Oh no! We're doing horror oh, Bachelorette. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll I'll be like right up front. So this is definitely taking some large inspiration. There's another horror show that we're big fans of called Dead Meat. If you listen to horror podcasts, you definitely already listened to them before us, probably. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to us first, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, Don't go anywhere. But, uh, 
the hosts of that show are James and Chelsea. They're big horror fans. They're husband and wife. Um, and, and they're also big trash reality TV fans. And they really love Survivor. And so they do this, like, annual tradition where they, they play, like, a, they sort of simulate what a season of Survivor would be like with all of these horror characters. So they, like, draw them out of a hat and and then, like, draft uh, Survivor, like, tribes and and then, you know, kind of just talk it out and see if they can get to the end of the season okay. and decide who wins. So we're going to kind of do a similar thing, uh, except we're going to do The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Because I, while I have seen every episode of Survivor... Um, I don't know how Survivor really works Survivor. at all. Plus, we got to be somewhat original. We can't do the same exact thing. Right? Yeah, so no. we're going to take a different TV show and do the same sort of simulation treatment for it. Uh I also decided to go with the Bachelorette format because I felt like having maybe the first go around isn't the best time for us to be putting our like male gaze through like 30 women, you know, fair. (laughs) And then so I was like, maybe one girl we can handle because we'll know how the the dudes are going to interact here. Okay, so we're going to do Bachelorette. So we're going to have one Bachelorette. Uh, one horror bachelorette, and then we have twenty-five male contestants. Oh man! <laughs> and are these all good guys or all bad guys, or we got like a mix? The are I they was, all nasty boys? They're nasty guys. Oh, they're all nasty they're all, boys. So uh, none redeemable. No. So we we have for for this one, I have a we're gonna randomly choose our bachelorette because I have a, a small list. Oh, that's fun too. And we're gonna roll that randomly to decide who we get. Okay. <laughs> um, and it, for, I don't know if anybody who's out there is listening is not familiar with the Bachelor, or the Bachelorette. It's like a. Uh, ABC or CBS, whatever. It's a network television reality show. The Peacock, right? Sure. sure. Um, and the the whole conceit of it is that you either have like, the Bachelor or the Bachelorette, a man or a woman, eligible. People want to be married to them. They give but them a hair. for some reason, they can't get married. So, well, yeah, they basically give them 30 women or dudes that come and sh- like show up to this mansion and they just date them for like weeks on end until... At the end of every episode, a handful of roses are given out to the people who get to stay, and everyone who gets the boot doesn't get a rose, and they go home and they're sad. Yeah, until yeah. presumably you get to the end, and they pick one of the men or women, and they or they don't, and they or they don't. But more, more often than not, it leads to a proposal. More often than not, it also leads to not getting married. True. There True. is usually a proposal, but almost always a breakup afterwards. I think the statistics are, like, nightmarishly low for, for successful couples. But the successful couples, <laughs> man, they milk them for every penny. They put them in all they the commercials. They, they keep have, them on the they, show. They, it's a yeah. very small pool. It's their success. only justification for continuing to make the show. <laughs> in fact, they have a spinoff show called Bachelor in Paradise, where all of the, like, loser contestants from the seasons... Uh, from seasons past and the most recent seasons, they go to all go to a beach and sort of mingle and interdate with each other, which has more successful marriages coming out of it than the main shows because that one makes sense because you just date a bunch of people yeah. instead of thirty people like all trying to, <laughs> to like smush their face into one. Person. And they also get some sort of influence over who shows up on Paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so they can also pair people who they think will cause drama and also probably fall in love. Uh, well, now I'm excited. Who's our? I know. Who's our? Um, okay. So do you want to know? <laughs> who's our bachelorette? Well, do you want to know the list that I have, or do you want me to just hit the randomizer and then I'll just let you know who it is? Uh, I want to see where your headspace is at. Why don't you give us a, just a couple? We don't have to talk about all of them. No, I mean, this you know, it's nothing crazy. Um, and to clarify, I had no clue what we were going to be doing today. This <laughs> this is all Matt's creation, and yeah, I'm very excited. This is going to be a little more freeform than you know our usual. This is the first time me trying to organize like a, a game and anything like that. Um, so the Bachelorette uh, roster roster that we have to that we're going to randomly choose who our Bachelorette for the for the year is. We have oh for the year. Well, you know, you get one bachelorette a year, okay. one bachelor fair. a year, fair. right? Fair. You know, so assu- assuming uh, we, <laughs> unless this episode gets like uh, gets us like six sponsors and like a million views, like I don't think we're gonna have to do another <laughs> one uh, until next year. Fair, um, but yeah. So the first uh, on the list was Azami Yamazaki, the girl from Audition. Our, okay. our villainess from Audition. Okay. Very eligible bachelor. Very she, eligible. She wants it. She wants... She wants husband. A husband. A husbando. She needs it. So I felt... You know what? Perfect, perfect bachelorette material. Next on the list is Amanda Young. Oh. From Saw. Apprentice from Saw. Okay. to Jigsaw. You know what? She's like... She's a little too busy making traps, running around in a pig mask. She hasn't found love yet, you know? And also, she probably was kind of in love with Jigsaw, but he's dead, so. Yeah, She's also dead, but I'm kind of imagining we're plucking the people out at, like, the most opportune moment of their little, you know? That's reasonable. (laughs) I don't think anybody's going to argue, say, Oh, man, she's dead. She died. She Uh, actually died. Spoilers to the, like, 10-year-old Saw movie. Saw 8. She died. (laughs) She She was in Saw 10, though. Next on the list is Julia Cotton from Hellraiser 1 and 2. Mm. She was married, but her husband really, really bit it. So I, I also counted people who, like, maybe they've been married before, but it didn't quite work out. They're so, single you know. now. They're ready to get back out there. And Julia is really, I mean, she She's was already she, incredibly She single. was still married when she went back into the dating pool, right? Like, true, <laughs> true. It was, it, she was keeping it in the family. It was her husband's brother, but, you know. <laughs> it's up in the air but she you know what she is she's she's a little on the older side but she's she's still just she needs love it out she's worthy that, and deserving of love yeah like everybody like everyone uh, next on the list is Lucille Sharp who is um, the sister f- who is sleeping with Tom Hiddleston in Crimson Peak she's the villain of Crimson Peak <laughs> Also, they broke up because oh, she yeah. stabbed him in the face. So, <laughs> so she really, she, she really, really needs to love. find a husband. Yeah, she needs to find a husband who's not her brother. Yeah, let's. Oh man. So, so she, I you know. Uh, so she's far, a tough cookie, though. She's gonna be. She doesn't very, take no nonsense. No, she'll be very decisive. Yeah, and finally, the last person on the list, uh, a potential bachelorette, is Rose the Hat from Doctor Sleep. Oh my god. <laughs> Because her, <laughs> not only did her boyfriend, her long-term boyfriend of 700 years get shot all the way the hell up in that movie, mm-hmm. so did the rest of her family. So I think if anybody needs a connection now, I would say bit the dust, but that feels in poor taste. <laughs> yeah. They were kind of like, well, they, wasn't it, isn't that what they call the stuff they suck out of the kids? 
Do they call dust? it dust? Dust or smoke? I think they call it something else. Some, they call it something like regular like that, though. It's not like <laughs> a- a- Esper or like some magic term. It's just like they call it something dumb like that. <laughs> but... All right, so so is this all girls, or is that just like a couple? No, this is all the girls. That's that all I, of them. That's all right. I didn't want to get too, you know, in the weeds since it's only we're only going to end up with one anyway. Yes, I, thought, I found uh, what I thought was like a good starting handful for our first like pool. Okay, we can throw the rest back in for a future episode. You know, maybe they can get a second chance. But that's right usually now, how it works. I'm going to hit the randomizer button and just whatever pops up on the top, whatever the number one name is over here, that's going to be our bachelor. Okay, edit. can we find a um? Wheel of Fortune noise for this? Yes, I will 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 be done. Sweet. Alright, here we go. <laughs> Looks like our bachelorette is Lucille Sharp from Crimson Peak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the the scorned Brother Lover. S- sister and lover of her brother who is also Tom Hiddleston, so how could you blame her? But you know what? He's out of her life. She's looking to move on. Lucille Sharp, played by uh, Jessica Chastain. Yes. I believe is, uh, is who plays it. Um, Heiress to the clay pits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, she's a perfect bachelor. Keeper of she the comes, keys. She comes from money. You know, nothing, like, crazy. You know, she still has to, like, have... Does she have a day job? Not really, I guess. She just kind of waited around for Tom Hiddleston to, like... And she also doesn't necessarily come from money. They steal money from girls. Well, they came from money. They just lost it all. Spent it all on clay mines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. All right, so... Let's bring... Can we bring up a picture of her? Just so we we can have her in our... our, our, All of our senses available. Ah, look at that. Get her right up there for you. Lovely dimpled chin. There you go. High collar. Yes. I, she, you know what? She she always has a, the the whole outfit on. She's always put together the entire time, except at towards the end of of Crimson Peak where she's running around like in her undergarments, her nighty robe, her nighty robe. But it's very flowy. <laughs> it's very flowy. So it's cool looking. Yes, yeah, I mean. She's gonna be a tough one be, to please. That's the thing. She she's very decisive. She, yeah, she she takes charge. She does. She's not gonna roll over for some guy, right? You know. So she's she's looking for it for an equal partner here. Mm. A breadwinner for sure. Yeah, we know her type, but you know that doesn't always. That you know, doesn't you never know true. who's gonna. True. Where the connection is gonna be, you know, it, it could we we know kind of what she'll look for initially, mm-hmm. but anything could happen. Anything. Who do you think, do you think they, for Horror uh, Bachelor, do you think they bring back uh, the original host? Do you think they, they shove him onto this spinoff? <laughs> Fucking Chris Harrison just no. gets to the, they're like, no one's going to watch this one anyway. You can no. be here, Chris They'll Harrison. have somebody fun, like the uh, Goulardi girls from uh, that drag show on Shutter. Oh, the Boulay Brothers? Boulay Brothers, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck the, who's the Goulardi girls are. That's if you and me were to do something. <laughs> We'd be the glory girls. <laughs> All right. So now we have to meet. So this is it. So here we are. Picture it. Picture it in your minds, guys. So every season of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette starts in the same place. It starts in their little mansion that they have in California and Los Angeles. So we're there. It's nighttime. 
Uh, and what happens is we they park the bachelorette. So picture her. She's in her Victorian best. Mm-hmm. She maybe has a candelabra. Do you think it's at maybe? <laughs> do you think it's at Crimson Peak? Uh, no, because when cause I guess she got go, kicked they out, they gotta of go it. there for oh for, for hometowns. For the, where they do the hometown. When oh they go visit Lord. Her family. Okay. Yeah. So it's gonna be really awkward because no one's gonna be no in one's gonna mm. be an empty sinking mansion. Um. But yeah. So now we have to. The, so the the bachelorette is standing out there. She's waiting. And what they do now is they just drive a bunch of dudes up one at a time. They come out. They often try to do something they think is funny, which is often very cringe. <sighs> they call it first impressions. Yeah. So it's their, it's their introductions to all the new, the the potential suitors. Yeah. And so this first night is sort of a meet and greet. You, you meet all the contestants. Um, they, everyone tries their best to vie for the attention of the, of the bachelorette. Usually it, by taking, everyone gets sort of like their chance, but we've watched enough seasons. We know that like some contestants just never get to speak to the bachelorette <laughs> yeah they're too busy schmoozing with other dudes a lot of the dudes are there to to just pad out that first episode and make it be really dramatic when i you know go home and like oh my god look how many people they had to let go <laughs> uh but yeah so now we'll be introduced to our, our our cast one at a time and i'm gonna i have them all pulled up over here oh exciting uh, and so i'm gonna like slowly we'll reveal it to you so our first to the <laughs> the, <laughs> the limo pulls up Lucille Sharp, she's stern-faced because she doesn't want to give anything away, you know? No, of course not. You gotta you gotta keep it close to the chest. And who's this coming out of limo, number one? Oh, he's small in stature. <laughs> small in stature, but big in personality. It is the Chuckster himself, Charles Lee Ray. But not the one that's married to Tiffany Valentine or Jennifer Tilly. Um, but this is one of the... In the recent movies, Chucky has learned how to, like, clone himself, essentially, by just putting a duplicate of his soul into other Chucky dolls. That's what the Cult of Chucky movie is about. Oh, (laughs) boy. So this is just a Cult of Chucky... So this... All the personality of Charles Lee Ray, he's just not committing adultery. This is a Chucky Horcrux. (laughs) He's just not committing adultery, you know? Okay. All right. Uh, Interesting workaround. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, he... What do you think, first impressions? He's a little short. Short king. But uh, he he is funny, and he he doesn't apologize. He he's not a, he's not going to be like awkward. He'll just say what he's going to say, and just move on with his day. Yeah, I think he slaps her ass and walks in. But um, I uh, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to be into the Chuckster. You know, it, I, it, he's not exactly he might be too brash. Yes, for, I, for her Victorian she, yes, sensibilities. I, I think she needs something a little more refined for her high society. True, lifestyle. but that's like you know surface level stuff. We know she can get down and dirty. We'll see what kind of connection they make on the inside. Yeah. All right. So he go, he goes on in. Next, stepping out of the limo is. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we have here? None other oh. <laughs> than Thomas Wake from the Lighthouse. You spilled your beans, <laughs> you boy. Spilled... You shouldn't have spilled the your far- beans, the lad. Fart, the fartmeister himself, man. The Thomas Wake, uh, played by Willem Dafoe. Oh my God! Fa- fantastic. I, you know what? He's got a job. He does have a job. You know, he works for a living. He's a, he's a, he's like a man's man, you know? Mm-hmm. Very, so, very blue collar. And he's, maybe, um, maybe she's got like a little bit of a, she likes older men. Who knows? You know? Does she like older well, men? Well, I mean, she, the man she did like was the same age as her. I assume maybe like a year younger. 
I, I think he's got more potential than our last suitor. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's he's he, he's cleaned up a little bit. I think I think he he shows up a little uh, kept, but over the course of the night. Who knows what Thomas Wake is gonna be is gonna be doing? It's bad oh. luck to kill a girl. And also, he <laughs> I think when he comes out, his she tries to make a joke, but uh, she just doesn't understand what the joke just is. Can't just can't get his accent. Flat. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, next, uh, uh, coming out of the limos, oh. Thomas Howard, also Robert Pattinson's character from the Lighthouse. So I picked this one because they're both <laughs> named Thomas. Because in the movie, you're not really sure. <laughs> what anybody's name is like they keep getting their they keep calling each other thomas mm-hmm. um and i think it's funny because the, you always end up every season of the bachelor the bachelorette more the bachelor you always end up with like six dudes who yeah. are all toms five mics yeah eight, three like toms eight mics. <laughs> and so the, the multiple with this, steves so with this with the uh lighthouses uh character confusion I thought it'd be even funnier to have both Thomases be from that's fun (laughs) young Tom old Tom yeah so we got two black and white sailors walking through are they black and white in real life I have to imagine in fact I I I refuse to imagine a world where they're not black and white (laughs) and everybody else is in color uh contestant number four this is uh bachelor contestant number four Corey. Corey. oh man cunningham Corey cunningham me and eric forever Corey apologists we'll we'll try to get him something now, i'm rooting for Corey. this is Corey cunningham from halloween ends yes the the uh the divisive we'll say yeah at the very least it's a divisive uh <laughs> entry into the series I feel like you you know when you're watching The Bachelor and like one dude comes out and you can tell right off the bat you're like uh, he's not gonna like make it to the end but the producers are gonna keep this person around yes. for like five or six episodes at least yeah there, there's <laughs> always like a a group of of hangers on who are like either there's something goofy about them or they're good in front of the camera so production just keeps them around remember meatball guy meatball guy there, made pretty good there, TV. there was a guy a couple seasons ago for the bachelorette uh, a guy he just like showed up and poured meat sauce all over himself you've been meatballed <laughs> and then like more than ev- once every time they like yeah every chance he got he was taking his shirt off and pouring sauce on himself and there's a lot of meatball eating in that season in- but he was a character, right? We remember him. So. Oh, yeah. Input meatball sound <laughs> And effect. there was negative chemistry between him and the Bachelorette. Oh, no. None. It was, like, None. it was like she was dating a bunch of dudes and also her cousin is there. That's like what it was like. <laughs> like even he knew he's like, she's never going to touch me. <laughs> that was his time to meatball it up for humanity. All right, but yeah, so Corey Cunningham, um, do you think this is this is post-flip, Corey? Like, do you think this would Gotta have be. to be, right? Gotta Cause, be. Because this is mostly tough tough guys, bad boys here, so okay. we can't have nice boy Corey. But we, and he is capable, though. He might, he and might you know be what? nice I, boy Corey. Now that I'm thinking of it, I you're right. I don't think she likes older men. I, in fact, I think she will kind of really be into Corey. Yeah. I think he makes a good first impression. He's he does. It's like a little meet-cute thing. I don't he's, think he's, he's co- cocky or confident, you know? He will kill. He will kill for you, and he that's all she really you. wants. And that's a big. That's a big, that's a big thing ask for her. That she her, wants it. Maybe we should that's determine her love, her love languages before we finish. <laughs> yeah, basically, I think Lucille will. If you 
like you, she, you have to be willing to put it all out. Like you gotta kill for her, which I don't think is gonna be hard. What for do they most call it? Of acts people. of service. Yeah. Mm. But um, I, I think you know, you gotta also, you can't be all kill, kill, kill. You have to be able to go out, kill, and then come home and cuddle her, right? You can't. You have to. She wants. She wants Amen. some of the romance, right? She's a she. She grew up in like the the time of romance. So true. You know, I think I think I see early sparks for between her and Corin. Uh, n- coming out of the limo now, <laughs> uh, we have Christian, the boyfriend from Midsummer, who gets sewn into a bear. And oh. this is he is in the bear suit. He's in the bear the suit. Whole, he cannot okay. get out of the bear suit. He's been sewn in already. Yeah, he's sewn is he in. still on acid the whole time? Yes. Okay. <laughs> he maybe maybe he arrives still on acid. Maybe he can come down later, like on a, like week two or something, if he makes it. But okay. he's. I think he shows up. He got a little too nervous, you know, and overcorrected. Ah, uh, too and much drugs. Yeah, now he's tripping. Got tripping it. hard. I don't think he's making much sense. Plus, he's got a smell. Yeah, he, I'm picturing he shows up in the in the bear costume, but also with a tuxedo over top over top of, of suit the bear. over top of okay. bear. I feel like Chucky sees him come in and he's like he's feeling more confident about his chances than he was prior. Yeah, there is usually like uh, it, there starts to to form clicks as the guys sort of filter in. And this show, the the Bachelor uh, and Bachelorette series, is notorious for like absolutely pumping alcohol into their contestants, uh, especially on this like first night. It seems like there's always people getting really. Absurd out of drunk. control yeah yeah because and they're also filming for so long that they just keep drinking people get fucked night. up yeah this first episode so there's always a group of people who like split off and they get clicky and they're like oh that loser you know he's never gonna make it and then there's always like a sad like tuba shot of like one awkward guy who's like his intro like, i do bad missed. in social settings yeah, yeah. and he's like boop 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 uh, so I don't, I don't think things uh, get off to a great start for Christian from Midsummer for her, but you know, it, the night's young, right? Quite. All right. Next coming out of the limo, it's a big gun. Oh, we got man. Art the Clown, but you know what? He's a big name in horror. He's on our, he's on our, uh, Mount Rushmore. Our Mount Rushmore. But you know what? I don't think he, you know what? There's always a guy in these seasons who's not here for the, the right, right reasons. reasons. You're right. I think Art is using this solely as a way to just do more murder. I don't think he's here. He's here to sort of like platform himself, you know? Got it. I, Makes I, sense. I don't he's, th- he's got bigger bigger things in, in, in his brain. And you can usually tell first episode if it's one of those dudes like he start, and then he starts like talking, you know, and there's always someone always says something like the first night and then all the dudes know it or all the girls know it. And it just becomes like three episodes You're later. You're here for the wrong reasons, yeah, man. And a, and a whole episode, get, yeah, it's fucking. A awful. whole episode gets dated to that. This the, the rose ceremony gets canceled because there's so much trauma, you know. I so. just have so much. I think we're looking at early villain for the season in in art. I don't think he's, I don't think he's looking for love. No, I think he's but just there to have a good time. You never know. Next on the list. It's Pooh Bear from oh. Blood and Honey. Drip, honey dripping out of his mouth. He comes out. But you know what? He probably does have like a little gimmick thing, you know, where he 
brings her like honey from the hundred acre wood and makes her say some stupid like pun about it. True, you know he's got it on like he, a little tray. Yeah, with one of those little like he's like oh, honeycomb. This, this combs. is the smackerel from the hundred acre wood. Oh god! And then he gives her like a, a Eeyore haunch, you know, to to go with it. <laughs> so yeah, Drippy, you know he's a he's a big guy too. He can he get business large. taken care of, and he will kill. And he will kill for for, you. for those he loves. He killed for sure. rabbit and piglet, and all those other animals <laughs> that I'm not sure exist in his world or not. We're not sure yet. <laughs> we'll find We're out. We're gonna in the find sequel. out soon. Soon. All right. Next, coming out of the next limo, we have Jason Voorhees, but not really. This is <laughs> actually oh. Roy Burns from Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: New Beginning. Oh, so this is the this is the um, paramedic whose son was killed, and he poses as Jason, and then at the end he gets pushed into the the farm equipment that's all spiky. Remember that? Yep, one? yep, yep. 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 So, Favorite mask though. It is a great mask, and you the know the blue is, mask is good. It's also the inspiration for the design for the Super Nintendo game where he's purple. Oh, and he's blue. purple and blue. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that mask. They use this mask to base it off of, and the jumpsuit. Interesting. He's got some mental issues. Yeah, he's had a you know he's had a rough time. Uh, he's had some loss, but so has uh, Lucille. So they can you know they they, they can bond family over. Family is very important to both of them. Yeah, yeah. So there's I, always know. that moment repeated a hundred times in the show, where mm-hmm. someone is like, "Family is just so important. It's so man. important. So to important me. to me. Like you and everybody. Yeah, else. you and everyone else in the fucking show, you loser." <laughs> Uh, so you know what? Maybe maybe not uh, like a ton of sparks right away, but you know I think he. It's I think she could confide in him. He's quite tall. You know, he's he, he's he's uh, might be someone to keep your eye on. Now next we have Chef Slowick <laughs> from the menu. Chef Slowick from the menu. He uh, is in between jobs because his restaurant did burn down, but very well known chef. Hot and boat, he can cook for you. Both very high standards. Uh-oh. You know she. You know that Lucille Sharp is not cooking. No. Although actually, no, she doesn't. She make like gruel for yeah for the girl. Anyone can make gruel. <laughs> she was trying to poison that girl the whole time. I put the poison in the porridge. She wasn't making like nice gruel with cinnamon in it. Like it was just shitty gruel. Just. <laughs> I like my gruel when there's cinnamon in it. But yeah, no, I can see these two definitely getting along. I can definitely see this one. They're both they're both stoic. Yeah, you know, stoic slowic. That's mm-hmm. what they call him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I think I really do think the the you know he's a, he's a business owner. You can trust that he'll he'll be able to provide. Yeah, he, he can just open a new restaurant. I think he just makes a nice bold first impression. Yeah, we have twenty five uh, contestants, but we lose a ton of them right away. Yeah, yeah. All right, next on the list, <laughs> we have Dr. Weir uh, from Event Horizon. Now, I'm assuming we're doing the post-events of Event Horizon. Oh, yeah, he's got his eyes all gouged out, and he's all yeah. crazy okay. looking. He's he's a little drippy, but he's the mo- this is him at his most fun, because this is True. once he finally like accepts who he is, you know? Horny guy. Yeah. So, uh, he was married, another, um, but I checked he, his wife did die way before the movie took, even took place, so we're good. 
Yeah. That's like his whole plot. We're good. I tried. I there was a couple times where I added a character, and then I was like, "Oh no, they like have a wife." Yeah, this guy, <laughs> notorious dead wife guy. Yeah. So you know, he's he's a little. We got a little golden bachelor sitch going on with him. You know? <laughs> uh, but he's just you know smart guy. He's got a PhD. I think he can you know he can do the little thing with the pencil through the paper. He can explain physics to you. In a, oh, in a, oh, in a the rudimentary way. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think at the very least you can you can learn from him. That's might be something. Also, I bet he can solve the problem with the sinking castle. Yeah, you know what? He it, might. He's a, he's he a might. physicist. He's an engineer. He might be able to work something out. Figure out how to get those machines going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now coming up next, you have oh I have to. Frankenstein's monster. Wow, straight up classic. Straight up classic. Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff Frankenstein. I wanted to get a couple, you know, I wanted to keep a little mix of like slightly more like your Corey Cunningham's, then your Frankenstein's. You know, keep it a, a nice mix. Uh, monster of few words, but he's gentle when he needs to be, and uh, he he'll he'll mess up a village or two. And like olive oil says. He's tall. <laughs> He's tall. And you know what? Also, if you, there's not something you like about him, you can just swap it out. Yeah. Yeah. Modular. Yeah. Modular, Modular husband. husband. I mean, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I, I, pretty I good. See, I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, so I think he's he's it's he, he doesn't really have a lot to say. Short, sweet, to the point. You know what? They call him a monster, but he really don't look too bad. He's hot. He's pretty pretty hot. We we talked about it on we're our talking. Frankenstein episode. People are horny for Frankenstein. People are horny for Frankenstein. Frank can get it. All right, so now, next on the list, we got some dad energy. Oh, Jesus. We have Dermot Mulrooney um, as the uh, ghost face. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he's the ghost face captain in Scream 6. Okay. So <laughs> so this guy, family man, you do have to... See, this is this is a tough situation. And this, we run into it in every season of The Bachelorette. They always have a guy on there who's a big-time dad. And he's like... Who had to leave his family. Had yes, to leave his I kids. had to leave my daughter behind. I had to, to find leave my wife. son behind. <laughs> to find a mom to come home and, and take care of my kid with me. But it's always... And it's always like they get a nice instant connection like almost forced like you it's like every season the guy with the kids they get really close i can see why from what i gather women seem to like a guy that's good with kids and like there's a reason why girls like daddies you know right there's always that big emotional conversation early too if they're smart they're like hey like just so you know, I'm here for the right reasons. I would rather be here, be with my kids than hanging out here with all these dudes. So, like, I take this very seriously. And she's always like, Sawoon! Oh, my <laughs> but, God! But it always comes back to bite them because we always get the... Crying. I'm just not sure I'm ready for kids right now. And I don't want to keep you away from your kids any longer. Um, so I guess we have to assume, does he have his kids still, or are they dead? I think they're alive. Yeah, because then it's still, we get to keep the, that dynamic, you know? We don't want, like, all dead family him, you know? Uh, so it would be, you know, it's interesting. I bet he doesn't lead with it, though. No. I bet he saves it for, for, he makes him, he tries to get a good, I mean, he's Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney. He's He's pretty hot. He doesn't have to lead with I Have Dead Kids. Yeah. He could do that, like, on date two i think i think she she's into him i think he would be he's just he's charming man he he manages to fool everybody 
He's also in the movie. He's, he's also things. like a human. Yeah, not a bear. Not a bear or a man in a bear suit. We have two bears. I didn't even think about that. Two bears walking around this. You think there's like the as there's like B roll footage and we see like the two bears like pull up to the bar and go like oh, <laughs> <laughs> while the like weird tuba music is playing that they have, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, next contestant. <sighs> Oh. We got the minor 49er. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Axel from My Bloody Valentine. I don't remember what his last name was, but uh, this is original. Isn't he Hanniger? No. no. That's no. TJ. Yeah. TJ's Hanniger. Um, but yeah, so this is the original one, not the remake. So this is the blonde moose of a man. <laughs> Um, and this isn't Harry Warden. This no, is not Harry Warden. Axel as this is Harry a- Warden. Yeah, because we never really knew Harry Warden personally. Is this, is this Axel with one arm? Yes. Okay. End <laughs> of the movie. All right. Yeah, he he doesn't show up in a in a in a suit or anything. He's full minor all the time, except to occasionally you know take off his his helmet to I don't know <laughs> eat cocktail weenies. I guess I'd be interested to see who this guy hangs out with. If he hangs out more with like Jason, or if he hangs out more with. Uh, Corey. I think I was I just think thinking. Corey I think he and, Cor- he and Corey kick it off. I, I think they like they they just they meet each other. They just feel each other's vibe. And there's oh, there this is another thing in Bachelorette seasons. There's always like the two or three bros who like get a better relationship out of the show than they than, realized they didn't want a wife they just wanted like just wanted two like other good really, boyfriends yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that they could go party and fucking pillage in paradise so i bet even if they don't get a lot of time with lucille in this first night uh if they stick around i think they'll be tight friends uh next on the list we got Negan from The Walking Dead. I honestly just wanted to put Jeffrey Dean Morgan in here because, again, he's a hot dad. Also, we I watched Fall again yesterday. <laughs> he was in it, so he was just fresh on the mind. Um, a lot of swag. Will kill for you. Yeah, will kill regardless of you, really. Um you know, a lot of swagger. It's freaking Negan. I mean, he's he captured the hearts of a nation for one episode he was in and then nobody watched the show the season he was actually in but like yeah he really was big when basically the show was like jeffrey d morgan's gonna be on here and then when he finally showed up everyone like oh, okay now i can now yeah watch yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it freed him up because now he doesn't have to kick zombie ass he can although he will have to deal with all those zombies zombies ghosts that hang around that mansion so he might come in handy he might i think he's got strong strong end game possibilities yeah he he's exhibiting a lot of behavior and uh traits that we know our girl is into we yes but he does you know if this is like he might be a little too he might be a little chatty you know Mm. Like, remember the Chad scenarios? Like, he. Oh, I think Chad. Chad. Chad, not Chatty. No, not Chatty. Chad. 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 Yeah, they're the, the no, like, biggest villain of all Bachelorette, like, history. It was this big douchebag, Chad, um, who just. He was too much character for the show. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know, but he could also. Because he, he can be that way, but he can also turn on the charm. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how it goes. 
Next in line, we have the Candyman. Oh, what a romantic. Yes. Very, he's very romantic. Again, little, there's a lot of quiet guys here, so it's going to be, it's going to be kind of weird, weird energy, I think, in the mansion tonight. Uh, until at least so, uh, some people get, like, really lubed up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, they got to get, what's his face? They got to get um the bartender from, from Bachelor in Paradise. They got to <laughs> ship him in and get him going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, you know, the Candyman, he's, again... People I, love him. I think he tongue People kisses on the horny. introduction. People are horny for the Candyman. Yeah. And I understand. Tony Todd, honestly, I don't even have to see him. Just He just has to speak. That's, <laughs> and I'm, and yeah. I'm in the, yeah, the voice. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, but you know what? He he does have a pest control problem. So He like, does have a do bee you issue. Want, do you want, like, long term, do you think Lucille can handle the, all the bees? Who knows? We'll see. She put up with a lot of ghosts and clay for a long time, a so I, you know she's a more resilient woman than you might imagine. Yeah. Next on the list, we have uh, William Afton from Five Nights at Freddy's. This is uh, Matthew Lillard's character, the villain of the movie, essentially. So here's what I gotta know. Did you just want to put Matthew Lillard in here? Yes. Okay. Also, it's fresh. It's topical. People it are still topical. talking about the movie. That's also, fair. he was good at it. He's got again so many dads. I think I'm telling on myself. Yeah, yeah, I bit. think you are. <laughs> I, I, something's forming here that I, I wasn't ready to reckon with tonight. Well, she's not the. She's she's a bachelorette of a a, a more. Uh, I don't want to say advanced stage. But she's not 22, like most of the Bachelorettes. True. And also, given, like, the time period she comes from, marrying older is really not that strange. Standard. So I think while she might not necessarily be, like, into older guys as much, I think she's totally... I think she's open to the idea. Women. She's probably already married, like, seven, because I don't think we ever get, like, a confirmation of, like, how many dudes they've, like dudes and dudettes they've married each other off to and then murdered, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm sure she's had a couple husbands of older age. But yeah, so it's old Springtrap himself, William Afton. Uh, next, <laughs> you, I bet you can I, tell. I feel like I know and I might have to push back. <laughs> a Babadook. It's not the Babadook. <laughs> Everyone knows that the Babadook is a gay icon. He would never be on this show. He's a Babadook. Not the, not the Babadook. Okay. That seems like cheating. He will haunt a different basement. Does he come out of the limo, or does he just kind of like herky jerky? I think they open. I think they open the the limo, and nothing comes out, and then you just cuts back to her, and he's just like next to her. Now, that makes you sense. Know? And he, yeah, and then he goes inside. I don't think he's he basically. I put him on here to be a meatball guy. You know. Yeah, he's scary. <laughs> I think. Uh, pr- production took one look at this guy in the audition tapes, and they went, you gotta bring a Babadook in here. Yeah, yeah, get a Babadook if we can. She's never gonna go for the Babadook, but he'll just get him in here for the TV, please. I think that's what we're dealing with here. He Not is, unheard of in the Bachelor. He is the first one on the list with the top hat, though, and I know she He's, is into that kind of yeah. headdress. You know what? Honestly, if you like squint, he kind of looks like Tom Hiddleston in that movie. <laughs> Maybe if I squint from, like, down the hall. All right. So, Babadook uh, quietly shimmies back inside. Uh, Next on the list is Krampus. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, my 
my god. <laughs> uh, you know what? Now, is this the one that terrorized them, or is this the one that comes out at the end of Krampus and eats the other one? Um, this is the... I the. I think we're thinking about two different Krampus movies, maybe. Maybe? I think there's just the one Krampus in the, in the one I'm talking... The one that this Krampus is from. Uh... With all the marionettes? Yeah. Yeah. He's got the killer cookies and all that. Doesn't, doesn't a different Krampus come out at the end and eat him? No, they just, like, realize they're trapped in a snow globe for all eternity. Oh. And that's the ending of that movie. Spoilers. Mm. But yeah, um... Krampus. Again, Krampus, you know a Krampus. You got a general idea of what he looks like. He's big in, in this version of Krampus. Big, ve- large horns. I don't know if that... Large hands. Speaks to anything. He does have long fingers. Mm. Um, which can come in handy, but uh, he also a lot. He comes with a lot of accessories, cool, a lot of toys to do your bidding. They can fill that whole house up with little ginger. They can make like a freaking second North Pole on top of that mountain. My God, <laughs> his teeth. <laughs> yeah, he's a gross. He's a gross guy. Um, but he, I don't think he. He doesn't say. I don't know if he can speak, so you know he won't put his foot in his mouth. Uh, I think he's the first weird. guy who comes through the door that makes Chucky go like, "I can get along with that guy. That guy's crazy." Yeah, Look at mostly because he won't dominate the conversation, and Chucky can just keep on going. Oh yeah, so yeah, I think Chucky and Krampus hang out. Um, yeah. Uh, next we have Black Phillip, the goat. Uh, yes, the goat from the village. Yes, the goat. He. Uh, uh, should he be lucky enough to get a one-on-one, I will allow sexy cowboy boot form of of uh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> he he just can't. Oh, he's mostly goat. The like must the like demon musketeer version yes. of Black Philip. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but he he uh, he has to be goat most of the time. Okay. You know. I, I think he just kind of like walks straight past her. <laughs> just but on his hind legs and he's just like clip, clip, oh, yeah, definitely. All right, that's Black Philip. Uh, you know, that not at most introductions are a little a little uh, uneasy. I'll tell you what though, she definitely does want to live deliciously. She hell yeah. She oh. def that's like her whole bag is living deliciously. <laughs> All right, so another limo pulling up, and out of this one steps Robin Williams. Oh, from One Hour Photo? <laughs> yep. We have Robin Williams, uh, Cy Parrish, from One Hour Photo. Just wants love, man. He, this is the, this guy w- wants a wife and a family. He'll take anyone, really. Big Neon Genesis fan. He yeah, um, historically be, n- knows what Neon Genesis was because I believe um, Robin Williams was actually like a big anime fan. Yeah, he's a yeah. huge nerd. Well, right? was a well, huge nerd. Yeah, he still is. He's weirdly enough, this was his character's last name, and this is Parish, which is also his character's last name in Jumanji. So he's played a Parish two different times. Fucking weird. Um. But yeah, I think you know what he's a—he's a, he's he's a bit polite, clingy, he, but he is polite. But is he too passive? You know, ah, uh, oof, yeah. 
There's always one of those. He like he'll I think he'll do he'll be one of those guys who sort of like skulks around the outer edge of like so there you know what like the bachelorette and a guy are like having a conversation and there's a guy who just kind of keeps doing like laps around them, you know, and you can see them creeping around. Yeah, I don't think this guy gets any time tonight. I don't think so. I think he's he's too like he'll be about to go, you know, like uh <laughs> say like, Hey, can I steal you for a second? But then some other guy just jumps right in, like Chucky hops in. You know? Definitely. Uh, Alright, so that's uh, Cy Parish. Oh, man. What a fucking stable oh, of... We're still going. Individu- There's more? There's more. Oh, we're my God. Another limo. Another limo pops up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have Judge Doom, Baron Von Rotten himself. Uh, this is Christopher Lloyd at the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I know this is not a horror movie, but this guy Disagree. was the stuff of nightmares. This, this, <laughs> where he has the high-pitched voice and the, like, bulging eyes used to terrify the fucking <laughs> shit out of me. Like, honestly, probably, like, too far into, like, childhood. I would say probably, <laughs> like, I would get chills watching that scene when I was, like, 13 still. Like, <laughs> something about that voice just fucks me up. I know. It's creepy. And I felt he he d- deserved a shot at love. Uh, maybe it would, like, you know, warm up that rigid heart of his and he'd stop drowning cartoons in acid. I, or maybe she'd like it. I think she'd be You think she it. likes the dip? Yeah, because she's got the dip. She's, she's got kind got, of her own dip at the bottom got, of her yeah, house. Yeah, the clay, uh, the clay st- the uh, wells. Yeah, he could, she's got she, all the bodies. He could move in his dip into some of those wells. It'd be I think they're gonna b- build a beautiful tub of acid together. Yeah, I think you know what he has ambition, and I think that's very important for her. That is goals, goals, goals. So there we go, uh, uh, Judge Doom, who <laughs> framed Roger Rabbit. So many, so many amazing. Tutors, wow! Heavy hitter. Bet you didn't expect Bubba to show up. I didn't expect. <gasps> All Bubba. right, so I actually because there are basically like every Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie has like a different version of Leatherface. Yes, the first one has Bubba Leatherface, but then I think the second one they just call him Junior. Then there's ones where he has like a full on name. Um, but it's always like he's like basically Leatherface has never been the same dude like <laughs> ever. <laughs> Um, but this is the original movie. This is the Bubba Leatherface. I think this is the most, like, put together and able to take care of himself version of Leatherface. I think he gets more and more... Codependent. And childish, like, as they go on. He's not to say he isn't in this movie, but I think this, the first movie, is the version that is, like, the most self-sustaining version of Leatherface. functional version of Leatherface. Yeah. Maybe the remake one, but they tried to keep him as close as to the original. I don't know, man. That one with, uh, what is that, four? The one with, uh... Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He can change himself. That's true. He knows how to do his own makeup. He can run in heels... He can do like a, a female wig pretty good. True, I don't know. but but yeah, this but is, this is we the, have the OG. But we have the OG. We have Bubba. 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 Where he's here, uh, you know. Again, a lot of quiet guys. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the guys that we have that are talkers, man, do they talk? I mean, you put Chucky in a house, and that's enough almost by himself. Um, but yeah, Leatherface. Uh, I think he's he I, he might be nervous. You know, but I think she might because you can't really see through the face so well. 
emoting is different. I mean, she might think he's just like stoic and, you know. I think he's got good family values, though. I think That's he, true. I he think loves he, his grandpa. I think he brings her a gift. <gasps> yeah. I think he's one of those guys that has like, yeah, a little present. He comes present. with a little present. It's sweet. It's probably dripping, but it's, it's the I thought. I think she'd like it. It's the thought that counts. Yeah, she'd like it. All right. Next, we have Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my this god. Is, this is Tim Curry from Legend uh, as the uh, giant red demonic guy. Uh, manifestation of darkness and evil. Um, you Big know, prosthetics. He does, he does kidnap uh, Tom Cruise's girlfriend or sister i forget what her relation i haven't seen this movie in forever but he he has kind of like a beauty and the beast thing like she he's charming because he kidnapped this girl and in one conversation convinced her that she wants to be with him she's got that riz he he full-on like riz riz uh fucking uh stockholm syndrome her like in one conversation so we know he this guy can talk and sometimes that's all it takes uh, for a lot of the early episodes. That'll get you far. It won't take you to the end, but it'll, 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 get, get, you it'll get you there. It'll, it'll get you close. You'll close as close as possible to the fantasy suites, is you know, closer than you'd expect. <laughs> so big red demon guy, shirtless, you know, um, huge head, huge, very large head. It is prosthetic. Um, we have AJ uh, from Barbarian. This is Justin Long's character, the one who's met tape measuring his entire house. Um, I'd say he's really the villain of the movie. So Very oh, ambitious. Uh, some might say criminally ambitious. <laughs> he's, you know what? Uh, he's, he's worse than the monster at the bottom of the house. He's, he's the real monster. But you know what? The old man kidnapping women. That guy too. Is he was definitely bad. the monster, but he is also bad. Yeah, but you know what? He is funny to watch, so he's good TV. So that's why he production is, he, brought him he, in. He definitely plus stays he's old, on. he is a known quantity in Hollywood. He is a movie star. True. So or a daytime TV star. So he comes with credits already. He's he's got an IMDb going, uh, and then now this is our. Final contestant. I, I, I have to just scroll. I just have to show you. It's all three of Casper's <laughs> brothers. It's all three of them. It is the ghostly trio: Casper's uncles, Stretch, Stinky, and Fatso. It's fucking. <laughs> um, she is no stranger to ghosts. No, she she has rapport with ghosts. So, in fact, you know, like, they, I think they hit it off pretty well. Um, I will treat this like there was, there have been seasons of The Bachelor where the female contestants, two of them are twins. Yes, and and they get billed together. And they get billed together, and they kind of count as one unit until, like, eventually it gets weird enough that the guy has to pick one twin to keep. It's it's kind of really really gross. I've I've seen it happen uh, with guys too. I've seen them bring on twin guys. Yeah yeah yeah. So the the way I'm treating this is they'll kind of get their like if <laughs> if she's interested she can bring them on like a one on one, but they all, all three of them until eventually if they were are if they even get a rose, um they they will you know 
they'll stick together until she has to pick one. I think being that they are not corporeal does hurt their chances a little bit. They are they are semi corporeal. They because they make Casper cook breakfast every morning, and they come and they eat it, and they chew it up into like mush, and then it falls out the bottom of them into like a gross pile. So they they can kind of interact with stuff. I just think they're they're a lot of. of- <laughs> A lot of their traits are similar to things that she seems to have tried to leave in the past. Uh, all right, so that that is it. Those are all of our guys. Here's all right, guys. let's get them all up so I can see them all at once. Yeah. Very good. Wow, what a stable of hunks. But all right, let's get this moving along. Let's start simulating this season. Uh, where is my notebook? All right, so just as a quick refresh, just for all you listeners, so our... Uh, Bachelorette this year is um, Lucille, Sh- Lady Lucille Sharp from the movie Crimson Peak. Um, recently lost her brother, who was also her lover. But she's on the market. She's looking for love. Uh, and dating her this season, we have Chucky, uh, a quote, well, a voodoo clone of Chucky. Um, Thomas Wake and Thomas Howard, both from The Lighthouse. Corey Cunningham from... Halloween ends. Art the Clown from Terrifier. Pooh Bear. I forgot Art was here. Uh, <laughs> Pooh Bear from Blood and Honey. Roy Burns from... He's the uh, Jason in Friday the 13th Part 5. We have <laughs> Julian Slowick from The Menu. Dr. William Ware from Event Horizon. Black Phillip from The VVH. Uh, Frankenstein. <laughs> the Monster. Frankenstein's Monster. Uh, Dermot Mulrooney, the ghost face of Scream 6. We have Axel from My Bloody Valentine. Negan from The Walking Dead. Candyman, Tony Todd himself. We have William Afton from Five Nights at Freddy's. A Babadook. A. A Babadook. Krampus. Uh, Cy Parrish from One Hour Photo. Judge Doom or Baron Von Rotten uh, from (laughs) Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Leatherface, the Bubba version, uh, the Gunnar Hansen original, original. Te- Texas Chainsaw, uh, Darkness himself, Tim as Tim Curry, the personification of evil from Legend. We have AJ or Justin Long, Justin Long's character from Barbarian, and <laughs> Casper's uncles, the three three ghosts. Jeez, <laughs> the ghostly trio. All right, so. Moving on. So now, how do you think the... Because uh, the way uh, the the show works is now they'll... they'll This first episode, they get a big, long meet and greet. Um, there will be a... F- who gets the first impression rose? Because there's an early rose given out halfway through the night to whoever has made the strongest impression on Lucille so far. So she's going around. She's mingling. She's already met everybody. But, you know, the... And these, the entrances, again, they're always so varied. Like, some people come in very, like, n- normal and, like, calm. It's, like, a nice introduction. Some, some people, people are come clowns. In do, yeah, some people do, like, unhinged shit. Like, the... Ride in on African elephants. Ride in elephants. on elephants. Uh, just, like, they play, like, pranks on the, <laughs> the bats right there. They're always... Whatever spectacle they can, like, do to stay in the mind of the bachelorette so that she finds them later... Um, so who do you think she's interested in? Who gets the first impression, Rose? And who do you think, like, uh, gets, definitely gets time with her? Because that's a big, 
contention. It is they're always looking for time. I think our time head chef is definitely getting Slowick? our first. I think Slowick's getting our first impression rose without wow. a doubt. He is a a man of class and a man of sophistication. He can chef it up like the craziest gruel she's ever had. Uh, I think he's reserved, but charming. Wow. All right. Well, you know what? I'm not going to fight you. That, that is very this is very kind words for, for Chef Slowick. Uh, didn't expect you'd have such a good analysis. I, I mean, you you got a, a JPEG that's kind of sexually charged. <laughs> so, <laughs> it might have had influence. I don't know. Compared to some of the, these JPEGs. Like, look at that one of fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so yeah, I'll give it to you. We'll say uh, he he made enough of an impression right out of the gate. Uh, so first impression, Rose, <laughs> goes to Chef Slowick. So he, for sure, uh, gets to go. All right, um, so who else do you think gets time? Chucky definitely Chucky definitely right takes time. I think she likes his... I think at first she might have been turned off by his size because sometimes... Not all women, but sometimes women can be a bit stingy about having shorter guys. Chucky's a short king. You can't, you know, deny he's got the confidence. Also, like, in theory, like, he could put himself into the body of a tall human at some point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, but, yeah, he's, I think he's... Zoom out for me. Zoom out for me on the <laughs> list. You don't want to look at a... I just need to see everybody so that I can get an idea. I think um, I think Chucky definitely gets time with her. Uh, Corey, you think he's he's uh, brave enough to? I think he is brave enough, but I think he embarrasses himself. I think he tries to show off and fucks up. Mm. Um, I I think uh, the the guy in the bear suit from Midsommar, I think he's just like too high and goes non-verbal like the whole night mm-hmm. well actually here we go so i have at this point i'll throw in so i have some like little random events oh my god that, stuff that like tends to happen every single season and what i'm gonna do is i'm just going to do a uh random number generator and i already have all the guys numbered so whatever it lands on this is this happens to them Okay. And all this, right. Just this is gonna shake up stuff, just so we don't have like you know front runners. Something could always happen. Yeah, very interesting. All right. So I have <laughs> spun. I've spun the wheel. I've rolled the dice. Um, we landed on number nine. <gasps> oh no. This could. He already has the first impression rose. Oh my god. But I think god. the overconfidence of getting the rose led to this. Chef Slowick drinks way too much <laughs> and just gets very sloppy at the end of the night. Oh man. So here here we go. Does is he composed enough that he gets to keep his rose or does he make such a fool of himself that she has to take it back? I think he makes himself an enemy of everybody else. I think he keeps the rose. Keeps the rose. But I think everybody but else he's got gets no so, friends in the house. Yeah, he's like so critical of everyone else that he they are just like fuck this dude. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll keep that in mind. Slowick gets a little too sloppy. He's not in the kitchen. He's not working. He gets to cut loose a little bit. He overdoes it. <laughs> All right. So. 
It's not that cooking sherry he's used to having around. <laughs> so that being said, who... All right, so first night, we are losing five people. So who gets a rose? <sighs> Thinking about who, who who do we think here would have gotten enough time or, or forced themselves like into contact with Lucille to get enough time? I think Candyman gets a rose. Candyman gets a rose? I think Black Phillip gets a rose and she doesn't know why. Sometimes you there's enough guys like you, you that like you keep around at the beginning, you know, that there's always there's enough weirdos usually packed into a season that yeah. like a couple yeah. escape the first few. So, we don't know he's mysterious, you know, we don't she doesn't know what's up with the goat. But she, it's it's intriguing. It is weird, you know? Maybe maybe it'll surprise her. All right. So, we already know that Slowick gets gets the rose. I think Negan uh, behaves himself enough. I think Negan goes through. Agreed. Uh, Chucky, we've. Uh, I we. I I think Chucky will make it. Chucky through. will make it through. Do you think Chucky has uh, is grading on anybody? I think Chucky's grading on everyone. But do you think? But did Slowick's uh, drunken behavior? Did it, you know give Chucky some points? Does he have more wiggle room with the people? Or are they yeah, targeting him? I think I think Chucky is leader of the pack as far as the anti. Oh, he turned it around. Game. He goes, all right, I've got a villain to turn everybody on, exactly. so they won't turn on me. Exactly. Because that can really that can really you know make or break your your bachelor game. Because like the somebody targets you, yeah, yeah. Because they they you they start. It's usually like a suicidal effect you know it's like a, it's a double edged sword because once the guy, a guy starts complaining about another guy's behavior it poisons both guys for the girl mm-hmm. it drags the both of them into the drama and then they end up both getting cut anyway so why every anybody time. ever does that every time yeah and, and they're always so confident they're like I'm looking out for her best interest like she's gonna love me for this and it like it no one has ever that's never happened so I don't know why you think it's gonna work for you buddy <laughs> uh, but yeah so I think uh Chucky knows what's up. I think he's seen. He probably he's watched a few seasons. You know. Yeah. So he probably knows some of the the gameplay. I feel like Chucky also has like one of those pickup artist mentalities where he's yes. like, I have to play this by the rules because there's <laughs> rules to interacting <laughs> with women. Let's see. Do you think Art the Clown gets by on charisma alone? Yeah, I think I think he makes her laugh because he does. I, he has a good clown routine and. I think it's more because she's not used to the kind of entertainment, you know, that we, no, we have. No. So you I think, think a clown highbrow art humor will get. Yeah, I think I think the act of a clown holds more sway entertainment wise to someone born in the 1800s, the 1700s, whenever they were 1800s. You know, there's not a lot for them to do. So I think a clown will be like, whoa. So I think she'll keep she'll keep art around. How many how many do we get to keep? Uh, 20. 20 people. We're going to keep 20 still. Yeah, we're losing five. Okay. Who do we think are the five that have no chance? Maybe this will be quicker. Bear in a suit, got to go. Oh, no. You think he's gone? I'm I'm telling you, he gets way too tripped out and, like, can't... Or maybe, now that I say it out loud, maybe he's so tripped out that, like... He can, like, spit some serious, like, game and, like, they connect on an emotional level that he was not able to otherwise access because he's so fucking high. Yeah, all right. So, that being said, I will... Let's... Why don't we keep Christian just because maybe when it comes down... Maybe when he comes down, he'll be a human in a bear costume in a tuxedo. So, that being said, do you think Pooh Bear has any any luck? No, I think think he is... uh, 
uh, emotionally guarded. He's, and he's I think not she available. Can, I think she can sense that about him. Yeah, so he's just not going to be emotionally available no. for her, and that's no. no go. And I, I don't, I don't think she's interested in living in the Hundred Acre Woods. It just doesn't seem like it. Just doesn't seem like it would uh, mix with her, her, uh, her wanton desire. No, she lives the mountain life, not the woods life. Yeah, no. All right, so definitely, she's no a peak road. kind of gal, not a valley. <laughs> um, I think I think Axel and Corey make it. I think Axel and Corey make it I by think Corey, keeping out of the way. Yeah, I, I think they they get a little bit of time. I think Corey wouldn't have. I think Axel pushes him to go for it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but he's not he's not gonna like it later when he gets into another love triangle but right now i think he understands like there's enough people but man will it be awkward because if they still get to the end and they're like f- friends both vying for one woman it's, it's his movie all over again yeah yeah we'll have to see yeah. we'll have to see what i think just fit. for the drama of it we have to move them i think leatherface makes it i think he's sweet uh, and he's also malleable, which really fits well she into does her. Like she likes that. You yeah, know? I think for the same reasons, <laughs> him and Frankenstein both make it. I think you you can't be like wishy washy. You know, like she'll if you're malleable, she can do that because then she'll get to just make you do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. But if I think a strong will, she's also she'll also be into. Mm-hmm. But you still kind of have to let her win in the end, otherwise she'll get she'll stab you in the face. <laughs> yeah, I I think honestly I think. Uh, uh, Bubba, Jason, and Frankenstein all get in on that same card. Yeah, I agree. And there's usually like uh, there's a lot of like middle of the road like dudes that like skate through most of the season. They kind of always like start to all look the same. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they always have like one of the same five jobs. Yeah, like I don't think all we'll see all of these like big meathead guys at the end but i think one of them will skate by long enough um i do you think dermot mulroney oh yeah oh yeah doesn't talk about his kids though right doesn't talk about his kids but is very very charming either of the black and white boys the lighthouse thomases so i think she realizes that young thomas has some weird issue with uh women Right off the bat, <laughs> I think it's very apparent that he hasn't spoken to a woman in a very long time. Yeah, and in fact, he's only spoken to the other black and white guy. Yeah, that, I think I think farting a lot. I think well, there's actually three black and white people because the Babadook is there too. Oh, and Frankenstein. And there's actually like seven <laughs> black actually, and white people. There's actually there's a lot of monochrome ghosts people. there. Yeah. Um, so I think that gang gets along just fine. You think the monochrome people are all hanging out? I think it, for at least one point in the evening, they have to... They get like, a shot, right? They have to acknowledge the that, like, gets the camera you black and white, too. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think young Howard uh, gets the boot because he has a weird issue you with th- women. We keep but Thomas I, Wake farting around. I think old old Tom stays. He's just drinking turpentine and farting and we get to keep him. So That always happens. There's always that, there's always that guy. There's always that one where you're like, no way is he staying. And Remember then that one girl three? on that one season, The Bachelor, who... Like made the guy do the gritty, and like nobody knew why she was around. Yes, <laughs> she got held on for like episode five for so long. All right, so wow, we're losing Thomas, and we're keeping Thomas. Riveting. What? What a story. <laughs> All right, so let's let's just deal with this right now. Do the ghostly trio move on? I can't. 
possibly imagine that she has the patience to listen to them. <laughs> well, we have to, like, uh, allow for, like, a little bit of give, you know. She has to, like, interact with all these. She's going to interact with Chucky and all these other weirdos. I mean, except, like, who do you think? Do you think Pooh even got any time? No. And neither did Thomas. No, I think Thomas got time, and that's what screwed him. Oh, screwed him. I think she was like, oh, this guy's fucking weird. He's got issues. I think Justin Long doesn't get any... I don't think he gets through. No, you think he's here for the wrong reasons? I think he's there for the wrong reasons. Oh, for sure. But I don't think we're even going to have time to find that out. That's like a story they don't even want to do, because he's out right away. He he's one of those guys that tells on himself in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. Like he would tell he would tell uh, you know someone like oh yeah I'm here to like boost following, <laughs> and they would immediately be like hey he said he's here to boost following, and then she would just come in and go hey you can go. <laughs> um, Krampus. <sighs> he's a good gift giver. No, he's a bad gift giver. Right? He's an awful gift giver. But he's got fun. He's got a lot of toys. You think he's got like dildos and shit? I don't think she's into dildos. Yeah, I think she's into. I think she's like looking to peg. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just think he's too crusty. I think he's too crusty. I think he's he's old. His mouth but never closes. His mouth it's, never. Oh, he's closed. one of those guys that his mouth is just always open, and you're like, close it. It's gotta stink. <laughs> it's gotta stink. <laughs> Air dried mouth gotta stink. <laughs> All right, so Krampus out. I, I think darkness moves on. Darkness definitely moves on. I think on. you how can you not you see least, him flick that tongue around and she's plus like, he's shirtless okay. the whole night. Like even if she doesn't get like a, a real deep emotional connection, sometimes a bachelorette just keeps some a little candy bit of around, beef, you know? a little bit of beef hanging because on. she's gonna get a bunch of opportunities to like make them take the shirts off, you know. So darkness moves on. Who of the remaining guys do you think gets the boot here? So we have. Ababadook, William Afton, Cy Parrish, Sam Neill from Event Horizon. How many do we have to keep from this grouping? All the rest. We have one, one more elimination. I just feel like Cy Parrish doesn't get any time. I think he wallflowers it out. And I just don't think he gets any time. Yeah, I don't think he he has nearly enough preparation to like... He wants to stalk for like a while. Yeah, he stalked his that family in that movie for like years before he made any moves. Yeah, so, <laughs> there's just not enough time in one night. All right, so side sorry to say, so I gotta go. All right, so everybody else moves on. We have lost Pooh Bear Thomas, uh, the Robert Pattinson Thomas, Young Thomas, Young Thomas, um, Justin Long's character from Barbarian, Krampus, and Cy Parrish. They get the axe. Everybody else gets a rose. And sorry guys, gets... there are no more roses to give out tonight. <laughs> you must leave the, the mansion. The villa? <laughs> is it the villa? The mansion? I think it's the mansion, the mansion at, at first. first. Yeah. <laughs> the villa is. Uh... Is that where? That's where they pick the rings out and shit. Uh, all right, so that brings us to week two. So now we start having group dates and one-on-one dates. Right. Every episode has a group date and one person. Usually it's broken into like you, there's like two or three one-on-one dates. I just went with one. Okay. You know, it, it's a pared down season. There's just one one-on-one date. So who, and we always find that out at the beginning of the episode. So who gets the one-on-one date for this one? Do we think? Also, we are still at the like um, we're still in LA at the mansion for these episodes. 
think I think she she might take. Uh, I don't think she's gonna take someone. I think she's smart. Yeah, she's not gonna she take someone that she already knows she has a connection with. So I think she might take one of the outliers. One of the guys who she's like, are we really going to do this? Let's see what they do on this date. Do we know what the date is? Do we have an activity? <laughs> um, not for... I didn't have anyone for like a specific activity for the one-on-one date. Um, because I, I don't really remember what they usually do this early on, you know? Helicopter ride over Hollywood. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> something like that. It's it's usually like a pretty mild like sightseeing expedition, and then they have dinner. But I said they have they have dinner at the Biltmore. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so you think she takes uh somebody? I think she might take Will Afton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spring trap. See what he's about. She, yeah, why she, is he in that suit why, all the time? Why are you Can wearing that out? bear suit? <laughs> I did notice you were the third person here in an animal costume. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not wearing the hat, so I don't know what animal you are. What is your deal? What Will? is your spirit animal, William Afton? <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah. So William Afton gets the the uh, the first date card, um, and then so the group date. So this is, they usually have these, like, real physical ones, like, early on. So there's always, like, a football match. Oh, we're doing the sports like, date right, sports. On the, right on the first? Well, yeah, well, well this is, a, like, an activity one. So they're, I added, like, a little horror flavor to it. So they're all, they're doing, like, a uh, who's the best at chasing their victims uh, challenge. So it's, they, 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 they get some, they hired some extras some acrobats to like run around and do a little obstacle course while the uh the everybody all the killers take turns all the guys are taking turns trying to chase down their their victims um and so who who do you think does really good at this i think negan obviously does great at this i think chucky is like an chucky is a hundred percent right on the ball he's so he's so agile I think he would do really well in an obstacle course, and he always gets his man. He always gets them. Um, I obviously the bear suit is going to be really hard to move in, and also he's not really a killer, so this is not really in his wheelhouse. He also might be too high to understand the rules. He's of still coming down. He's, he's still, still coming, coming down. down. Um, but I think he performs really poorly, and it he it's embarrassing for Lucille. I think she does not like it. no like it. So no. he's I think he might be on the outs. She makes a mental note. <laughs> I think uh, Art the Clown Gelt nails it. Great job with flair. Yeah, I think, and you know what? He makes her laugh while he's doing it too. So I think he he's a standout. Art, Art in the uh, the the chase the victim performance. I think uh, Thomas. I think old Thomas has a hard time. I think old Thomas has some hard time with cardio. Oh, yeah. I don't think he gets really anywhere. No. I, I, he might not even know what he's supposed to be doing. I think he just pulls off and just starts sipping turpentine. Uh, I think Corey flubs it. I think he gets too in his head, you know, and can't really, uh, I think can't he, really finish the I job. I think he might get there, but doesn't finish well. <laughs> um, but I think Axel does, does a pretty good job. Even, remember, he's he's missing a wing. True. So he, he performs under... Adversity. So, I think, points for him. I think uh, Black Phillip 
doesn't engage, but his person does end up dead somehow. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, the goat didn't even do anything, and the guy's... The he's dead. Oh, we weren't supposed to actually... They're actors. They... Oh, well, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. This one's dead. And I think uh, I think also I think it's a, a competition of flair between the Candyman and Art. I think they're both standouts. Yeah, I think Art really really makes a name for himself. I think um, uh, what the fuck is his name even? I can't even remember. Christian. I think Christian in the bear suit really is is on the rocks. Um, everyone else, I think, and and uh, Thomas Wake. I think the two of them. She's not very thrilled with, but I think everybody else performs pretty admirably. I think she's she's probably in like I don't know whatever the they always put put her the girl they make her like the cheerleader of the Bachelorette you know and they put her in a in a cheerleading costume whatever the like Victorian like equivalent of like as skimpy as she can get I think they dress dress her up like that I think she dresses like she's she, going she just to shows see, like a little like, angle like a horse race you know oh yeah she's got the uh, the riding <laughs> pants on yeah. All right, so the one-on-one date. Uh, do they get? Does one of them? Oh, and one, the group of, them date, gets one of them gets a rose. So who gets the rose? Art. I say I, Art. Gets I think it. Art gets it. I think he really impressed her. All right, so Art gets the uh, the rose from that date. Now, some sort of helicopter ride around something, some dumb romantic thing that they can like barely hear each other talk because we wouldn't want them to get to know each other. Really. No, not off the bat. <laughs> they always it's like, isn't it romantic getting to know each other on the helicopter? And it's like, what? no, why can't hear anything? What? Uh, but then they go and they have, I don't even know if the Biltmore has <laughs> a kitchen, but they do. They <laughs> cater. <laughs> yeah, uh, they cater, call in food. If that's the case. Um, so yeah, they. Do you think the one-on-one date goes well? So this is uh, Afton. I think. I think she keeps him around. I think he gets a rose, because she initially wanted to take him on the date to see if she could get rid of him, but I think he puts on the charm, mm-hmm. and she realizes like, oh, this is a man of ambition. This is a man who will kill for me. And this is a small business owner. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he will kill for her, though. I think he would be more likely to kill her. He, he Doesn't he try to kill his daughter <laughs> in that movie? Yeah, but he's into killing kids. True. So then they could find another okay. suitor yeah. for her that yeah, has right. kids, and he could kill him. Okay, yeah. Then that she has all the inheritance. No, that sounds good. I he's like it. He's a good tool for her, I think. Hmm. I think she sees his versatility. Well, he runs. He works at the uh, the job fair, right? So like he can just send people like, "Hey, you go to this mansion." The, yeah, the, exactly. You, you have to go work there. Yeah, <laughs> that's their feeder scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their their closed loop economy is taking shape. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So that brings us to the rose ceremony. So Afton makes it. So now we're at the next rose ceremony. This time we're going down to... Oh, yeah, we're going down to 15 now. So we're losing another five. So normally, you know, obviously it's like a process of elimination. Like, you, they, the everyone who get, gets to stay gets a rose, and then whoever's left over gets to leave. But I think it might be easier, if not a little less dramatic, if we just immediately decide who doesn't get who a rose. Who doesn't get a rose? Yeah. Okay. So we're losing five again. I think... Do you think the Babadook has it gone too far? I think she's not... I think she realizes how 
not physically attractive the Babadook is under all of his hair and makeup. <laughs> he's kind of like the penguin, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like... Um, he's kind of like... I feel like the... the Use your words. <laughs> What's Use your words. Who played the penguin? Not the new one. But Danny the, DeVito. Yeah, I think the Danny DeVito penguin... Please edit that pregnant pause that I have. <laughs> I think the Danny DeVito penguin is, like, pretty much a Babadook. Like, he looks like... That's what I would imagine the physical version to kind of look like. The Babadook is a little bit drier. Yes, less moist. Um, but Don't Babadook put him up there. Is, he's getting canceled. He's getting Shoof. done. Gone. <clears throat> All right, so the Babadook, Dunza. Dunza. I think Sam Neill from Event Horizon. She's not into that either. I think he's he's not really. Uh, I think he's too into himself and like his, his his science and shit. I think he's just not like she needs. She still needs the she needs the business side. You know? I think he's throwing off but, the vibe in the house with his cosmic horror energy. Yeah, he's always he's always talking in multiple voices. Weird stuff's always happening around him. It's yeah, just, like annoying. Yeah. Yeah, Christian, that, Christian, Christian in the bear suit. Christian she, in the bear suit. There was, I don't think there was just, a, there wasn't enough time, you know, it, even at the cocktail party beforehand. I don't think there was. He was relatively nonverbal. Did bad in the first date. Yeah, gotta go. We gotta, yeah. we gotta lose him somehow. Exactly. You know, I really thought she was gonna get rid of uh, William Afton because I think she's one of those. I thought she was gonna be one of those contestants who like needs to show their authority right away so they make a big cut like first one on one you're out you're not you're serious out, you're, enough hmm. I feel like she was going to be that but I think Afton did turn on the charm just enough I think I think I have a, a strong I enough think you got a read on him I think I got a good argument for Afton um Thomas Wake got to go too old yeah too he's not offering, he's not bringing anything to the table he's not participating and yeah, and the guys hate him because he's farting all the time. And he's up all night. Yeah, he's, he's up and all night. He keeps turning on all the lights on in the house the and jerking off on the lamps. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jason. Jason Voorhees comes out. He's got his toothbrush going in one of the mouth holes of the hockey mask. He's got his like pillow and slippers on, and he just like looks out the door. <laughs> And Thomas Wake's just jerking off onto the lampshade in the living room. Cuts to confessional of Jason completely silent for two minutes. Cuts back. <laughs> I don't know if uh, we Uncle talk- Ghosts. I don't. I don't know if they're, you don't gonna, think make they're it. gonna make it. I just. I just. I know their personalities to work <laughs> in tandem as a grading force, and I just don't think she would put up with it. You don't think she's can she's like used she also to all the doesn't ghosts. like ghosts. She's <laughs> very vocal about how much she doesn't like the ghost ladies in her former house. Okay, you're right. You're right. Sorry, guys. I <laughs> it was it was a long shot. I'm glad. It was I'm a just good roster. They, I'm just glad they were here. All right, bye. We, stay, we got we got them for stinky, two episodes. Stinky stretch and fatso. Say goodbye. I just can't imagine that. I, I, right. Imagine her addressing them with her right, mouth. Here we go. As for, stinky, stretching fatso. Devil's cut. <laughs> Devil's cut. Bachelor, bachelorette lore. I think he be, they become enough of a fan favorite though. They're, they, going, they're, to they're going to paradise. They're going to paradise. <laughs> That's see, good. Those three ghosts just bopping around that beach, dude. All right. Uh, so that's it. That's it for them. So next, let's refresh. Let's see who we got. We got the chef. We got Art. We got Will Afton. 
Candyman, Black Phillip, Negan, Chucky, Dermot Mulroney, Dermot Mulroney, <laughs> uh, Darkness, Darkness, Frankenstein, uh, Bubba, Jason, but the but the other one is this, is that number four? Is that the fourth Jason? Yes, uh, no, w- w- five. The new beginning. Five. Okay. Um, Axel from My Bloody Valentine. Roy Burns is his name. The J- the guy who's Jason. Um, Corey Cunningham and the what is his name from fucking from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, it's Judge Doom. Judge or Doom. Baron okay. Von Rotten. <laughs> or if you just want to call him, it's uh, he's played by Christopher Lloyd. So you just say Christopher sure, Lloyd. Sure, sure. <laughs> okay. So well, car- cartoon-eyed Christopher Lloyd. We're on week three now. What's going on week three? All right, so we're leaving L.A. We're, we're traveling. We're jet-setting. We're going to New Orleans. Oh, we're going to stay in the country. Okay. Yeah, staying in the country. Um, we're It's a, it's a spooky... That's all. I New Orleans because there's lots of ghosts spooky. there and spooky. Well, you know... <laughs> I was trying to be thematic. I th- I think Candyman's going to be happy. He is. is. This it's, is... It's, Sometimes it's like a home. Yeah, sometimes it does happen where a contestant will get an advantage because they live just in the area they start out in, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it happens and they get almost doubled. Um, So yeah, I think. So for the. We have the group date, but we again again, have to pick a one on one. So who's getting the one on one? (laughs) I don't think she gives. Do you think think she goes to Slowick? Because he did get the first impression rose. Do you think she wants to see if, like, it's still. The spark is still there. I think that connection is so strong that she might wait till the next week. You think he just keeps getting consistent time in at the uh, the fucking the, <laughs> the cocktail parties in the, in the cocktail parties. I think he's maximizing, and I think she understands. She's like, I don't need to take him on a date because he's a strong contender. <laughs> and there's always one of those. I've seen uh, an episode where like. Or a season where like the uh, the person got the first uh, impression rose and then did not go on a one and one until like the like final five. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I have seen that. That does. I honestly think she might weird. take Candyman just to see what he's like on his home turf. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know if it goes well for him because <gasps> he is mostly made of bees. Yeah, and he, I feel like she. What what is he what's his what is his catchphrase? Be my victim. Mm-hmm. I don't think she likes that energy. No, no, I don't. You know, as, as like a mantra for him, I don't think she jives with it. I think she, it's it, it's giving her. She's. Pause. Do you think she's not into that dom situation? Where I think she, she wants. That. She's I think she's more. Dominant. Yeah, she's she, definitely looking for someone who's a little bit less domineering, more submissive. Yeah, I don't think she. She says, "I'm no one's victim." Yeah. <laughs> And, she and then said, she lights then, him on fire. And then, <sighs> yeah, yeah, lights him on fire. No rose. I think he doesn't come home. And then we get the shot where all the guys are like sitting around in the in the living room. And then like a security guy comes and takes the luggage out, and everyone is like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and then you get like cut. Chucky stoked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut to Chucky, and he's like, I fucking hated that guy. That guy sucked. He was made out of bees. Yeah, but then, like, but then you have, like, Corey, who really didn't understand, like, the dynamics anyway. He's just like, I can't believe Candyman. If not Candyman, then who of us? It's just... He's feeling real imposter syndrome. In right his now. sequel location? I don't even know. How do we... I know. I need to say, I think we're going to get in trouble for... for... <laughs> 
live in New Orleans? Oh, he's from New Orleans originally. That's where he is in the sequel. Yeah, because he's from New Orleans. But I was like, Candyman takes place in Detroit. That's why I said it's almost like a hometown. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it is his hometown. I guess he would... I guess hometowns he would probably go to Detroit, though. Yeah, it could be like, you know, he could... He'd go to know. the... What? What is the name of the... Um, Cabrini Greens? Is that yes, the name of Cabrini the Cabrini Greens. Nice. Ooh, I was like... That was a good one. I was never getting there. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's right there. Uh, yeah, I guess he would take take anybody there. Should, But he don't have to worry about it anyway, because he's eliminated. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we everybody's sh- shocked and excited about Candyman getting the boot. So guess what? Next day, group date. Yeah, group date. All right, so this one, this one's actually a real group date that was done on a season of The Bachelor. Um, they have a mock wake for Lucille. What? So what they have to do, all of the men Who have to... Have was to I should have written it down. I don't know. I can find ah. out later. But yes, they have to all stand around and give eulogies for her while she lays in a coffin in the middle of a church for while they're all mourning her. Wow. This was a real one that happened. What an un- <laughs> so, I, so I didn't even have to make insane. anyone else. <laughs> God, they never cease to fucking amaze me. Um, so this one's going to require um, like social tact. Mm-hmm. And, and or like, you can be a little funny, you know. She's I funny think she can is, handle some dark humor, good. you know. Um, but you can I think you anybody who isn't like particularly delicate is going to be in trouble on this. Group. And you also don't want to take too much attention away from her, right? Like Chucky, this I is think her makes funeral. it all about him. Problem. So he's I you know he's not going to be like the front of the pack on this one. Um, Art, I think, uh, he doesn't speak, so I, I think he tries to pantomime, and it just comes off flat, because she's gotta keep her eyes closed, because she's She dead. just, like, keeps poking her eye open, she's like, what is he saying? What is he doing? She can't see what he's doing, so she can't really judge it. Um, I think Chef Slowick can, can talk, I think he's, he does really good, I think he cements himself as a front runner. Yeah, yeah. Um, Darkness... I think Darkness would also be a little little bit about himself. So I'm, I'm not sure he... Corey, I think it would be very sweet. I think it, Corey would... It, it would be a little too sweet. You think? I, I think, think, it she, might, I think, I think it she might like it, though. Okay. It might remind her of her brother, you know? Okay, all right. And then... <laughs> so, not that that's healthy for her, but, I, you know, we can't... That's not what the show's about. Yeah, the show's absolutely not about Definitely health. Definitely not about health. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Corey, I think she likes it. Uh, he's out of here. I I think everyone takes a beat where they they feel like they heard a really good speech, <laughs> but they can't. They don't necessarily know where it came from, but it was really good. And then I think Black Philip just kind of takes his seat again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I think I honestly I think she's starting to figure out what's so special about Black Phil. I think she really likes. Black I think Phil. she gets a really. She's like, how have I missed this this whole time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think Black Philip. I think Black Philip might. I think it was so powerful. You know. I mean, and what a what a scene, right? I mean, like this would give him a lot of energy, mm-hmm. right? So I think this one. Black Phillip gets the rose for the group date. Although I think there is an uh, there is a moment where they they do 
But we all love you, Lucille. You know, like they're not going to go right back to like trying to kill each other at at night. Um, All right, so now we have our next rose ceremony. This time we're going down to twelve. Three guys. We're losing three. Okay. I think it's time one of these talky guys goes. I think there's not enough room left (laughs) uh, in the show for all these guys. I I. I think Negan has to go. I think, yeah, I don't. I, think I just Negan think he hasn't really done it. too much. I think his performance at the eulogy was rather lazy, and I don't think she was into the. Yeah, low I think effort. he was dismissive about it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but you know what? We'll see him in paradise. <laughs> you know, Negan's going to paradise. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so Negan's out. I don't know, Christopher Lloyd. Do you, think, Lloyd. do you think she could put up with the, the cartoon antics as long as she has? I don't think so. I, I think she'd get over it pretty quick. I think it was like one of those things where mm-hmm. the vats, the vats of acid was like a big, she's like, ooh, I'm into vats also. But yeah. I don't think they have enough compatible uh, no. attributes otherwise. I think he just hasn't had, he hasn't had that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there goes Christopher Lloyd. And I think... I feel like this is what it must be like to have like a gossip podcast. <laughs> Um, and we got I, one more. You know more. what? She, I feel like she hasn't really had any any interaction with Frank. You think Frank's been distracted by like the the beauties of the world around him? Yeah, I think. Um, I think he. Yeah, I think he's just he's learning about himself. You know, but he, I don't think he's ready for this anyway. I think he has a hard time getting close to her with her. Like you know. He's, candelabra he, of he's flame. quite guarded yeah he's not into fire and she is especially in this, in this jpeg in this picture she's she, holding a candle she's wielding so. <laughs> a candelabra pretty pretty effectively right. yeah i think frank just he just didn't get his shot you know mm-hmm. it happens we hate to see it but it does happen every season there's True. just those guys who you you know they're there but like they're not the main characters <laughs> 10 left the house is getting pretty intimate yeah it sure is Let's see. All right, so now we're on to the next week. Uh, now, this time they're going overseas. They're going to Paris. Oh, gay little, Paris. Uh, gay Paris. A little Parisian jaunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so this is another so in Paris. So who's getting the one-on-one? This is going to be uh, this is going to be a a dicey one because the one-on-one date is an overnight ghost adventure in the catacombs. So they will be Ooh. bopping around all night. It's not like a hotel stay, but you know how the overnights before before the the the, the is... fantasy suites, sometimes a bachelorette takes a guy on an overnight and it really gets the house heated. This the psychology of the house is it, extremely it, it affected. It, it breaks the whole system, the framework that they've built. This very fragile mm-hmm. ecosystem, it shatters it. The second they even think that a guy fucked her, you know what? I think they're in Paris. I think she she. I might have to go back on what I said. I think she takes the chef for the one on one. Oh, yeah. I think she sees the opportunity to really. Oh. 
live it up in Paris, and I think she she wants the most sophisticated <clears throat> option to do it. So. Oh, for sure, for sure. And Slowick, Slowick is getting much he, farther than I expected in this. He's he's charming in his own way. Um, he's a little pretentious, but so is she. I think she would appreciate think, his I, critical yeah, I, nature. I, I, yeah, and also, um, this is a per- he has to be a French trained chef, right? So like, he's in his like just glory here. I think he's killing it on this date. Uh, yeah, I think they, like, go, they try, he has all the, like, good food places to go, what to eat. He does the thing where he's, like, he's got the samples all set out for her, you know? Um, also, they're gonna have this, like, overnight, they're gonna go on a little ghost adventure, you know, it's a little dangerous, maybe they, you know, they gotta be real close all night. I think there's a connection happening. Um, also, we're, do we get, like... (laughs) There's always, like, those dates where they just, the two of them are dancing to, like, a live band that's playing for nobody but oh, just the two. Oh, who would play? <laughs> oh, my God, that's the worst thing they do on The Bachelor. They fucking go on this one-on-one, and then it's like, oh, you got my favorite band to play. And then it's, like, just the two of them alone, and, like, the band is there putting on a performance as if there's, like, a whole venue. They do it and they multiple like times And they, make out, and they just kind of, like, sway and watch. They do them. it for, like, every one-on-one. It's heinous. It's not for every one-on-one, but it is for they a bunch of They do a couple of a season. <laughs> it's a nightmare. But, all right, so we ran through that one-on-one. Uh, we know, Slowix killed it. He gets I think rose. some fancy we opera singer we've never heard of. Yeah. Performs yeah, and but, then yeah for yeah. sure. So Slowik moving on. He's in he's in prime real estate right now. Um, so this is the next day. Now that the news has got a, got around because like I don't know what Lucille like shows up and she's in the same clothes as yesterday and like hi <laughs> Slowik's like he's like being coy about it. He's like oh yeah no we didn't uh, nothing really happened. I think he walks her into the date and then has to leave. <laughs> And everyone gets real pissed about that. Yeah, I think so. I think he's he, really hated uh, in the house. Yeah, I think because that always happens though. It's always like the front runner, the guy that like clearly has just the best connection with the bachelorette, or vice versa. There's all, everyone hates the one on top, right? I think that's starting to really get under Corey's skin. Yeah, I think I think he feels that's really unfair. Oh, the incel is starting to take over. Yeah, yeah I think so. Are you starting to turn? So you think maybe it's. You, do you think there's going to be tension with Axel? Because they're buds, right? They're like best friends. They're always we keep and this whole season has been filled with like antics, like of them like pranking each other in the showers and shit like that. Like they're just, they're best buds. But I I think do you they, think this turn on him will? I think that it might be it might be a mutually aggressive situation where they both they both might just be like, hey, a lot of the guys in the house are saying this. Oh. But then she asks, like, any of the other guys, and they're, <laughs> they're like, like no. we don't know what the fuck those guys are talking about. <laughs> All right, so there's a rift. The split is happening. Corey and uh, and Axel are, are... A rift has formed. Um, oh, yeah, so this one, for the, the group date, this was another... This one isn't spooky like the wake was, um, but this one is one that also happens. And, you know, it's like... You're in you're in Paris, right? So this, is an, this is an actual bachelor They date? have to do... They have to be pickup artists and give their best oh, pickup lines oh in dear. front of Lucille and all of her lady friends or just whatever women they production could get to pretend to be her friends. Yeah, I don't think she has a lot of friends, so that's fun. <laughs> so, and this is one that actually happens. There's always like something like a stand-up comedy contest yeah, or poem or reading. Poem reading. Yeah. There's always some sort of like 
put make these guys as embarrassed as possible. Oh, there's usually a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, who do you think's good? At th- I think Art. He doesn't even have to say things. I think people. I think he can. Mod- I think he hands it off enough. Everybody enjoys his art. His clown talents are coming in handy here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he does well. I think maybe uh, I think Corey is not. He's in full spiral mode. He's he checked out. He's so yeah. he's very not having a good time. Yeah, I think, and then I think Axel is so mad at him that he can't focus either. He's just mad about like the. <laughs> he's just thinking about the shit that like, he's hearing Corey said. Um. So I think both of them flub it, and it's gonna come to a point at the cocktail party. I th- I think Bubba cries. I think Bubba gets real emotional and cries. But I think she likes to his it. benefit. Yeah, to his benefit. She she likes to see uh, uh, the the side of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's like, "All right, keep, Bubba's sweet. We can keep him." All right, so we'll go to the rose ceremony. I think for the most part, aside well, from who gets a group day rose? Who does get a group day rose? I think. Do you think Bubba gets it for crying? I think so. I was gonna give it to Darkness because again, he's like the ultimate pickup artist. Yeah. Mm. I think on the theme of the date, I think it might have to go to him. The darkness, yeah. yeah I think, but I think I think Bubba gets basically an honor. Like I think she likes him enough that he's basically guaranteed to go. You know what? Way. I think what it is is, you know, you know when they have like an issue on like a group date and they get like an aside with them, they yes. get like a little one. I think that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get a little behind a scenes situation and uh, have a little connectione. All right, so Darkness and Slowick. Um, but so, yeah, so the cocktail party. So now Corey and uh, and Axel, it's coming to a head. There's a confrontation. Lucille has to step in and have a one-on-one with each of them, like a quick chat. And they're, what are they doing? They're both going to just accuse the other guy. And they're both going to be like, everybody in the house says this. And then yeah. so... What's going to happen is she's going to have to talk to every other person in the house and confirm whose story is correct. And she's going to find out that neither of their story, they're both lying. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's going to be mad because uh, the cocktail is canceled and it's going straight to roses. Which this happens constantly. All the time. <laughs> uh, so everybody's mad because they lost out on time with her. And are we losing? Are we losing the two of them before the rose ceremony? Yes. Who do you think? Okay. I think she sends them both home because they've ruined it, the Paris and made it all about them. Yeah, I think they're out. Um, and that was supposed. To, so we're supposed to go down to what week was this? Yeah, we'll go down to seven for this one. All right. So we lost Corey. We lost Axel. Sad. Well, we know Bubba and Black Phillip are definitely going. Oh, yeah, because Black Phillip really made a good impression uh, a while ago, and I think he's still coasting, coasting off that Paris it. speech. Yeah. Um, Bubba, yeah, Bubba cried. So Bubba cried. I think Dermot Mulroney's out. I yeah, I, I just think at this point he really can't compete. Yeah, I, I was thinking we would get the kids' storyline, but I just don't think he was interesting enough to, to even get to that. I think he was... They were angling for it, you know, production was a, a little bit, but just fizzled. He just never got any time. 
I think he'd be one of the guys who'd be really pissed. <clears throat> yeah. Because he's like, oh, I was going to talk to her about my kids this week. But yeah, but I didn't get any these time. These idiots like, fucked it up. So yeah. I didn't get any time. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. He's really mad at Corey and uh We've and watched this show we've, before. We've seen we've some seen episodes it. of this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this so, is gonna be either the the episode that everyone unfollows us, or that like this one might this tip is, us. This is the one that yeah, this one might put us takes on top. off. Um, <laughs> all right, we gotta cut one more. I th- I think Jason's gotta go. I think Ron, <laughs> the fake Jason. I, I don't think he's got what it takes to to contend with the rest of these guys. I think she's realizing that silence is is is. One way to do it, but art has far more charisma. Yeah, sorry, Roy Burns. You you made you had a good run, but you just I mean, you're already not even living up to like the guy from the movies you're in, so yeah. like what it come on. Cool costume though. Good showing. Like, good like showing. Alright, that leaves us with William Afton, Art the Clown, sleeper. He's he's he is miming his way through this season. Uh, Chucky, who's just a good time. He's hanging on and makes her laugh. Uh, and he's good TV. Had so. one rocky date so far. Yeah, he's just good TV. They keep him around. Um, Chef Slowick, clear front runner. Uh, I think she's a little, she's still like, she's into Afton. Um, I think Black Phillip, she is, she can't stop thinking about that eulogy. I think depending on what the, you got to tell me what the next uh, one-on-one is. <laughs> I think Black Phillip might go on. <laughs> I think it's his time to shine. All right. So now we're still in Paris for this next episode. So we're still in Paris. Uh, the group date here is we're going to, all of the guys got to dress up in cabaret outfits and look funny, oh, doing the, funny the dances. sexy date? Okay. Sexy date. Okay, so what's the one-on-one? Because then we can pick um, who goes. The one-on-one is they are going to see the Phantom of the Opera. They're going to see a play. She's definitely gonna bring Black Phillip. <laughs> do they? Do they? Well, you get... know, because he can speak into her head, so he can talk to her without uh, interrupting <laughs> without the interrupting play. the play. Um, do well, they get a uh, uh, a pillbox up in the? Uh, yeah, of course. Oh, it's oh, all. Hell, yeah. It's all. It, they're the only ones there. They're living deliciously. Yeah, they're living deliciously. They're the only ones there. They're being completely. Wow. Dirty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I also um they they're seeing the play because apparently the. Like, uh, the playhouse that inspired Phantom of the Opera is in Paris. Oh. I don't know what you read. I was like, oh, that's cool. I almost put the Phantom of the Opera in in this, this episode. <laughs> I'm kind of glad you didn't, but he would have an interesting incel energy also. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, like, a, a big living deliciously, just, like, decadent dinner everything it's it's a big like it's a real fancy one-on-one this is the one where she gets to feel pampered which she's gonna love after like that house falling apart for all these years i think we do the group date first this time because this is like a goofy one yeah Um, i just wanted to see who is gonna be on yeah so who do we think is going on the one-on-one black phillip right black phillip's definitely going on the one-on-one yeah um all right so the group date that leaves everybody else i don't know how Chucky would be doing cabaret. I think he just, there's no costume that fits him. Oh. I <laughs> Plus, I don't think you can I take think, his clothes off. I, I think, think they're sewed to him. I think production would, would 
find, find a way. Yeah. I think the one who would have a real problem is Will Aft. He can't get out of the suit. He can't He's get stuck out in of it. the suit. So, so when he takes off the, the, the Chippendale suit, it is still the Springtrap <laughs> suit underneath. <laughs> I think I think they let Bubba keep his little Colonel Sanders tie though. Yeah, <laughs> his little black floppy. Now you got like, a picture. This is Cat Ray. So we're talking about the big like poofy like skirts, the fishnets, the big feathers on the head. Like yeah, I think yeah. they let him keep his, tie. keep his tie. Yeah, for sure. It's like a little, art it's is a little made choker. for this. Art, art. Yeah, art's ready. He's cross dressing all the time in his movie anyway. So this is. Uh, Honestly, he probably has this costume. He's wearing in someone's his scalp with their full head of hair. <laughs> um, so Art keeps on trucking. Um, Afton struggles. Uh, I think Darkness does it, but I don't think he's into. I think he feels uh, it's a little degrading. You think? Yes. I don't think he's as fun. He doesn't have. He can't just have fun with it. True. Meanwhile, I think Chef looks great in heels. So. I yeah. think that's He's, a win for him. I think earlier in his life, this he would have gone the way of darkness. But I think by the time we meet Slowick in his movie, he's humbled enough that he, he'll... He probably looks good on. in garters, too, yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Fiennes just looks great in garters. I, I imagine he does. Well, all right. So uh, not a lot of... Not any one particular negative. I think this is just a fun one. Sometimes there is like an episode where it's just like, hey, we had fun. I, Not I, as much drama. I think Darkness has probably the worst showing. Yeah, I, I think so. So he's he's you know taking a bit of a of a hit, but uh, Slowik's still going good. Who gets the rose though? I think, I think Art gets the. You rose. think Art gets the rose? I was gonna say Bubba because I think Bubba's really uh, in his element, like yeah. doing a little cross dressing as well. Well, what do you what do you think? So Art's just always really good at these. Like he's he you know ma- makes her laugh. Do you think, like, she's like, well, let me finally... I think like... Bubba sings. Oh, okay. I think well, they put Bubba on the mic. All right. I think, and especially after he cried last time, I think this is, this, he needs a win. He needs a W. You know? So, we'll give we'll give the W to Bubba. All right, Bubba gets the rose. Um, Bubba moving f- much farther ahead in this yeah, process than I would have. He's so sweet. <laughs> it's hard to, it's like, when you're talking romance, you know? He's mm-hmm. cute. Uh, all right, Black Phillip, does the date go well? I think the date goes, goes perfectly. It's like, it, this I think is it's his, arguably... This is his time to shine. Yeah. I, I think it is scary. I think it scares her how good the date went because she thought she was in love with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> you think this is where it starts to turn, where it was like, oh, but now a dark horse, you could, a dark goat. A dark goat. <laughs> A black Philip. A, a black Philip from behind. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think she comes out of this one, and she's Haunting, a lot hornier, hauntingly than, uh, horny. Yeah, a lot more. Like her, her personality has shifted. She's, I think, Philip awoken something in her. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, for the sake of expediency, I'm actually going to cut out like one of the days. Uh, I does, a- does she get COVID, and we have to skip a week? Um, yeah, well, for for the sake of the the canon of of this of the de- this devil's cut universe we're creating, uh, yeah, she got cabin fever, and so she had <laughs> she got the Eli Roth cabin fever, and so she had. <laughs> 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 so 
So there's a big production pause for a little bit, you know. Um, did you zoom? Did they do zoom dates? Zoom well, rose do, ceremony? Yeah, we're doing a zoom rose ceremony. Oh. She feels like she has to now make a decision. She's had an extra week to think yeah. on her deathbed. She, she knows who she's really connected with. So we're going to go straight down to four and go to hometowns. Oh, right my from Paris. God. We were going to go to Transylvania and go to Dracula's Castle, but... Oh. Well... Maybe we'll get to use the location for next season. We'll see. <laughs> for Horror Bachelor. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so we know Leatherface got a rose. She's going to honor Phillip. it. Black Philip got a rose. Um, she has a strong connection with Slowick, so we know Slowick's got to come. So that leaves us with Chucky, Afton... Darkness and art. Who here do we think she is the most connected with? It's tough. I think she's very uh, curious about art, but he can't. He, he can't. She can't know him because he doesn't speak. And also, he's just a, a because demon. he can't vocalize does not mean she can't know him. Well, he's also a d- demonic clown who has. No known nature. I think she's imagining herself at the at the uh, the final rose ceremony, and she didn't she didn't like the idea of a clown being. There. <laughs> I think that felt unauthentic to her, and, and she uh, has to be true to herself. And I think a man in a bear costume is also very difficult to. It was a rabbit. Uh, excuse me, a rabbit on. spring tap. I, th- I think that she had a hard time with his big hands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his uh, big paws. I think those are going to be tough for her to get past. Yep. Um, I think by that same logic, I this is very, um, this is very shallow thinking on her part. But you know, she's our bachelorette, so she's entitled to be shallow. She yeah. has a goat in her final four. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, also, I I just think that. Um, Chucky in the end is just always gonna be there for Chucky you know I think she knows that by now so she's gotta cut him I think darkness goes there's something I think darkness goes but I think what her but darkness really needs to turn it around though Mm -hmm. he's gotta impress her at hometowns which is just hell hell (laughs) like fantasy hell you know what's crazy I think there are two two hometowns in hell yeah. And well, well. All right. So, so yeah. Now we move on to hometowns, which is where we a full like this is like a three hour episode in real life, and we go to all of the 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 bachelor at all the contestants we that are remaining. We go to meet their whole family and eat dinner and spend a whole night there. We're going to Texas for for Bubba's hometown. I think this goes really well because really it's such a is it, his family is zany. You know what it is? I think despite how dusty it is, I think she realizes that she's basically she, in the Texas equivalent situation. Uh, exactly. Of what, yeah. I think she's like, wow, different strokes for different folks, but are they so different than yeah. what I had to deal with? I had sinking castle into the, into the mud to the mud clay. I had Her corpses in my basement. Not the best parent. The house is dilapidated. Yeah. Some inbred stuff's happening. Yeah, I you know what? Yes, I, I think 
the closeness of the 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 of Leatherface's family. She she can get on board with it. Is this her family is very important to me talk? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I didn't even make the inbreeding connection. (laughs) To part the curtain a little bit, I went to go feed my cats a few minutes ago, and I was thinking to myself in my head, man, that that hometown day might not go well. But now here we are. Here we are. I I think I had a revelation. (laughs) Yes, I honestly, I think the Sawyer family, (laughs) like... Totally, it's like this is the family that she wanted all along. Like, and it's a big family too, because yeah. there's always that one family meeting where it's like there's thirty people yeah. at the fucking house. <laughs> yeah, I think it goes really well. Sometimes the the family thing will like immediately like get you outbooted from the show. It goes so poorly sometimes. Yeah, because usually the family's not so accepting. All right, well now that brings us to Black Philip. We're going to hell. Um, do you think his family is fun? <laughs> He's got like what, like other fall, like Azazel and. So here's the thing: every once in a while, you come demons. across a bachelor episode where like they don't really have family, family. <laughs> so it's usually like them and like and their three of their friends. And I think it's one of those. So do you think it's like it's Lucille, Black Phillip, and, and Anya Taylor Joy is there? <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy is there. All the VVH characters. All, all those, all those witches from the woods. Are no, there. it should be. It should be. If if we can't like come up with something, it should be the, by default the characters from the movie that they're in. That's fair. So, okay. so his family, it, for the sake of hometowns, he goes to hell, and you meet Anya Taylor Joy and the whole rest of that family. <laughs> it's only fair. Um, I think this one goes very poorly. Yeah, you think... I think this one goes surprisingly poorly. It's one of those ones where it's like, you, as an individual, perfect. You're perfect, but your family (laughs) is awful. Well, do you think it's because now that she's like a full witch, do you think Anya Taylor-Joy is like too protective of Black Phillip and Lucille's not good enough? Yeah, I think they like, know. Like, she's I think a witch they know now, her so dark she's, like, deeds. Praying to the dark I think. World, I, I think they know her dark deeds. They they know her murderous yeah. intents. Well, that should be good for Black Philip, but I think there's some jealousy. I yeah. think they don't want attention taken away. They don't need yeah. a new it girl. Yeah, <laughs> in that coven. <laughs> so, but I think she's still. This is one of those ones. Is really like she comes out crying because she liked him so much. She thought there's something was going And then the family fucking ruined it. Happens every season. It happens every season. There's, there's always one racist one. family. Oh, yeah. And if anyone's going to have a racist mm. family, it's likely Black Phillips. <laughs> um, but, but Black Phillip is going to fucking paradise. He's going. If he doesn't make it, I he can't is. wait to see his intro. Well, well... He might be, you know, depending on... Because remember, a fan favorite is going to be the next Bachelor. Oh, my God. We couldn't have a Black Phillip Bachelor. Oh, my fucking (laughs) God. Um, But, yeah, so now we have Chef Slowick's hometown, which I'm imagining is just going to to Hawthorne, the restaurant in the the movie. Because that's his family. And his family is just his mom, who's sitting there the whole time drunk, and then, like, some sous chefs and stuff. (laughs) But I think it's I think it's cozy, right? He, he like he shows he gets to show Lucille like a, a, a intimate part of himself, right? He lets yeah, her him in his kitchen. really in his element. Yeah, and he can cook for her, 
And she'll never have to eat like a peasant ever again. <laughs> no more slop for her. And what is the way to his heart if not through his kitchen? Right. I think I think she can. I think this Plus one she goes is, as again, well as you would expect. Yeah. Again, they come. She comes from, from money, hunter. and she feigns money. Like she lives the upper crust. She can appreciate his food. Yes. But she can also get down dirty and house a double cheeseburg. You know. She, yeah. Yeah. So. She she kills a guy while she's dressed as a man in the men's sauna. You know, she bashes him in the head with a sink. She can get, she can get weird with it. Grimy. You know. Yeah. She can get down and dirty. Um, yeah, I think I think Chef Slowik is just still so super strong. Uh, and then Darkness, I will admit, I don't really remember all that much. I, I think he's got like minions, but basically he just he's like he's like Beast from Beauty and the Beast. He has like this castle that he's like lives in, and he he kidnaps. So basically, the visit is going to be Tom Cruise and like the girl that he kidnapped uh, in this big crystal like palace. You ever see one of those hometown dates where it's like the other hometown date before it went so good that the next one is just like it's so underwhelming? It might as well have been like a bad one. Yeah, it's just like everything is perfect, but you can see on their face that they're like, "I already did this with two other families," and I think that might be one of the conversations. One of those where it's yeah. like, "Hey." You've already been on three other hometowns. Do you think you're really going to marry my brother? Yeah, but he... So here's the thing, though. He, he is... Darkness is, again, very charming. So is he charming enough to get him through? Can he... Can, is her connection with Darkness stronger than with Slowick? No. No. No way. No. Is her connection with Darkness stronger than Black Phillip? The hometown date did not go well. It did go poorly this week, so but that does is she influence. still is, is does Black Philip have? It was the was that one night of delicious living uh, powerful enough? Because she does want to live deliciously. She does. It's like it's like the dangerous one, you know. She really is being drawn to him. Uh, can darkness beat? I, I don't think darkness beats Black Philip. Does he beat Bubba? No. No. I think that hometown, I think Texas was so good for her. Texas was honestly... Getting out of the snow, a little less layers of clothing. Yeah. She's a little more mobile. She can move. (laughs) I think she tries cowboy boots on. (laughs) She comes... (laughs) She's in her Victorian outfit... She's, She's got, got spurs on. on. <laughs> What's that noise? Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have to eliminate one. So darkness is gone. Darkness is darkness, gone. He do, he just. And this is actually interesting. It it's good luck that Bubba's hometown went so well because statistically, if you're the first hometown date, it's not good. You are more. More often than not, going home. Yeah. If you're the first hometown date, yeah. It's like I don't know why. Just statistically, and I don't even know if it's the order they actually went in or just they aired it in. But if they aired your hometown date first, you were fucked. <laughs> um. All right. So now we are going to uh go. Where this is the fantasy suites. We're going to the tropical place now. I said we're just going to the green inferno. Uh, oh hell yeah. yeah! Yeah, we're just hanging out with the uh, with the locals. Um, 
it's lush, it's tropical, there's waterfalls everywhere. They have one, they always go to a tropical locale for the end of this season. So here we are, we're in South America, uh, hanging out with the cannibal tribe from Green Inferno. Nice. Um, Bubba feels right at home here. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's he 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 even gets a nice like they dress him up in like the just, the le- just the leaves, <laughs> you know, and the bones. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we can skip, basically, they, you know, they're gonna have, there's only three people left, so they have time with each other throughout the episode, but now the big thing here, when there's three people left, that's Fantasy Suites time. Mm-hmm. You wanna make it through hometowns so you can fuck the Bachelorette, and vice versa. You wanna get yes. through hometowns so you can fuck the Bachelor. It's, it's all leading up to the Fantasy Suites. Um, so... Do they basically they have a little date and then they have a dinner and then they get presented with a card. The host comes up and, and is just like, Here you go. And it's a card that's like, Yo, y'all wanna fuck tonight? Yeah. Basically, yeah. like it's it's this whole like, <laughs> would you like to <laughs> broaden your the strengths of our relationship? Do you wanna go to the next level? And I'm like, they're gonna fuck in this hotel. Like yeah. and that's what they basically ask each other is you wanna, you wanna go? You wanna? Yeah. And you know, We've hit pretty much the whole gamut of possible answers over the course of all these seasons of Bachelor and Bachelorette. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they say, like, oh, you know what, like, either it's a mutual decision or the Bachelorette goes, nah, I'd rather, n- I'm going to not, you know. But then she's like, fuck some of the other guys, and then it gets really dicey, you know. We've seen the, all the different outcomes here. There's lots of weird religious, like, influences in this episode yeah. always. So, yeah. Um, bizarre. So... For, <laughs> I'll just, uh, we'll just do it in this order. I wrote down three random, like, I'm imagining they're just getting, like, teleported to, like, a fun location to spend the night in. Okay. Um, so Bubba and Lucille for their fantasy suite. Do they, do they, do they go together? Because, because we, you know, they might not. I think. I think she does. I she think she's she, like, you know she what? I've to. seen and many Bubba's facets like, oh. and many faces of this man. I need to see what it's like. <laughs> All right. She invites Let me see him. what that thing do. I don't know if he'll perform, but at the very least, he'll hang out in the Skinnamarink house with no doors. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> so they God. spend the night in the doorless Skinnamarink house. <laughs> I think he would have a lot of fun. There's lots of toys. Yeah. But I do they... Comment. Do they fuck yeah. in the skin rink house? I think it's similar lighting to what she's does used Bubba, to. Does Bubba fuck? Not canonically, yeah. but I think in my head, Bubba's got a hog. Yeah. I bet he's very giving. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think I think uh she'll I think Lucille will appreciate Bubba. Alright, Bubba. Enthusiastic kisser. Enthusiastic kisser, generous in bed. You heard it here on the Devil's Cut. Um, all right, so the next one, the Black Phillip date, they're going to Hill House. So there's going to be, in, in the very background of every camera shot here, there's going to be a ghost hand or something, like, sticking out that you have to find. But is now when he manifests into cowboy... I think this is his sales pitch, right? This is his, like, hey, this is Fantasy Suites. Do you want to live deliciously? <laughs> yeah. I think she does want to live deliciously, but I think she she's considering if it, if she only really needs one night of that. 
So this will be. She needs to fuck him in she the full needs black. To find out. She needs to, so that he's fully manifested here. She's like, I can't. He's keep got the staring deep voice. into these square eyeballs. You have. Yeah. Okay. So she needs to know if in the morning she'll want to continue. Yes. This is important. This is important. All right. Uh, so she she does. So do they sleep together? Do you think there's enough enough there? Because she, she's going to make this call right now, right? She's going to make this call right now. I, I, I don't think so. You think it's just... It, she realized that you can't always live deliciously? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like, man, I thought I wanted to live deliciously 24-7, but I it realized what your family looks like <laughs> and how that is going. So I don't think I want to live deliciously all, all the right. time. Good fuck, but will not marry. All right. So... She, Lucille, is not living deliciously. She cuts Black Philip right here. They they come they come out of Hill House, and he well she comes out, and the goat is never seen again. <laughs> oh man! All right, so and that leaves one last fantasy suit with Shep Solowick. You know they getting down. You know they fucking. You know weird. they getting. You know down. they fucking weird. And like, they sting. And they're doing it in room two seventeen at the Overlook. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to do the, the, what is it, 1485? What's the uh, one with fucking Samuel Jackson? Oh, um. <laughs> 1408? Uh, the, yeah, something like that. But uh, no, that's good, though. I thought, overlook. No. <laughs> that's very classic. First, I was like, Lakeview Terrace? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So they get the nice, they get the overlook. Um, they get to. <laughs> open bar again a lot of ghosts she's she's used to this yeah how do you think he feels about ghosts i think he was i think before this he was ready to burn it all down so i don't think ghosts really you know okay that's fair <laughs> i think he was so close to the edge that that now ghosts, that he whatever. sees what else is on the edge he's like okay that makes yeah, sense. whatever sure I've been, I've been, I've been lived. I lived with three ghosts earlier this week so um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they go to Bone Town, dude. They don't even stay in room ten. They fuck in all of the rooms. <laughs> true, true. Um, yeah, but that leaves us our final two. This is uh, this is it. The, the next episode is the big. They go. They meet they Neil Lane. Him, they meet Neil Lane, Chef Slowick, and Bubba from Texas Chainsaw Massacre are picking out rings. <laughs> Because they're both right. We're, we're they're both ready to marry Lucille. Bubba, I don't know if Bubba fully understands what he's getting into. You know. You know what? I don't think he really has the the brain development to grasp commitment like I this. I think a counter argument. I think that Sawyer's have a diamond. Oh my god! I think the Sawyer's absolutely have his... a family diamond. Oh my and god! It was given. It was in a box. It was in Grandpa's mouth. He meets, the whole time. Yes, he meets <laughs> Neil Lane, and he shows him. No, I got to use this so, one. So he goes and like the they just bend Grandpa over, and he goes, <laughs> and like just dust and a ring falls out. Yeah, and I think Neil the Lane Sawyer family ring. I. I mean, even if it's not been passed down that long, they've definitely picked it off somebody. Yeah, it's been, like, in that family for, like, generations, but only really, like, ten years. Yeah, it it says, like, Marsha on the inside. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and Slowick, um, you know, he's... I feel like he would... I feel like he has a pretty standard ring. 
I really, I think he looks like the kind of guy who would appreciate a, uh, like an oval cut. Oh, yeah. You think he picks out, like, uh, <laughs> like he gets, like, a, well, something that's not a diamond? You think he gives, like, a ruby ring or something? Something couture. Yeah, to go, to really, like, something gothic to go with her yeah, attire. I think so. I think he would lean into her, <laughs> her preferences with that. All right, so I mean, this is it. The, the whole season's been leading up to this. We're at the big, the big showdown. Uh, they usually break this up into two. Like, the, there's this whole big lead up. Like, the, but the episode is always just like this long, <laughs> long build up where they're like, one of these guys or go, girls is going to be really, really sad <laughs> in like <laughs> five minutes. I like, is this going to be the sad one? Who knows? It's always so brutal. And they always show picture, like clips of both of them crying. What, what, what always gets me is the, the, the guy, the, the contestants, even if they are being turned down, they still have to read their whole vow speech that they've like about how much they love this girl. Will you marry me? And then she has to one of them, she has to go, no. Mm-hmm. And it's like you made that guy do this, and she's keep the, they. I am always so impressed that the the bachelor or bachelorette is always keeping such like a happy, like deceptive face because they know yes. they yeah. know they're about to tear this person down. But the person's like, and and then we fell in love on the the Ferris wheel. Remember that? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, it was really great. <laughs> and then and then at the end of it, but you're dead to me. <laughs> it's it's. Honestly, the fact that they can, like, keep their face... It's, like... It's... it's That's the best part. It's a red flag, Honestly, dude. it's the best part of the show. <laughs> but, yeah, all right. So, here we go. I mean... They, we can show the footage in tandem. Like, both... It's, like, the, the one... They're at sunset on one. It's, like, sunrise on the other side. Both of them are proposing. Leatherface is... still got his tie on. <laughs> his, his little uh, bolo tie or whatever it is. Tiny little guy. Um, Slowick dressed up in his finest. Who, uh, who does she pick? I, I have. <laughs> All right. So this whole game, I've been thinking to myself, I'm like, Sloan's the perfect man for her. But I think really after hometowns, I think she realizes she doesn't need a man for her family. I think she wants to be part of the Sawyer family. I think she's ready to jump off the peak, ditch the cold climate for Texas. I think she's like, you know what? They're eating they're eating way better than I am out there on the peak. They have their own closed loop economy going for them. They're into the brother fucking oh situation. And I don't know, he dude. will kill for me. I don't know, man. Oh. These are like reverse vows. They're like pitches. Yeah, holy shit. What? Yeah, because, like, basically all we have here is just this just strong romantic connection that was just there the whole time. But he really, like, what else? He doesn't really have much else, like, to offer her. Who? Slowick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would just be them, you know. But but is that stronger? I don't know. Does the family aspect, is that that important? I think she can. It must be because they're both... I think she came into this real, like, well, you know, I need to find my partner because my my fuck brother is now dead. But I think she realized she needs, she needs a whole family. And Bubba's bringing family. 
Eric. Do you have a counter? Do you have any I counter? Don't. Do you have any foil? I, I think, think you. Ta- I I think we I talked think she, ourselves into. We got here. She ditches the high collars and long sleeves for you know well, denim shorts. She's also and a white t-shirt that be, doesn't fit right. Well, also, I think for yeah, let's just stay here. I think I agree with you. I I think it's an upset here. I, I think Bubba's. He skated by at the beginning. I he's, I think hometown happened and he swooped in. I think I think he did it. <laughs> oh my god! I was like so prepared. The family ring. Oh my god! The family the ring. The family ring. The 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 incest. She can get behind cannibalism. She probably is. Seriously, af- after that first round where we did the first uh, uh, like group date. I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to push Sloan to the end. But I really, I surprised myself. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Slowick. Poor Julian Slowick. No, because now he's going to, he was so, you know he was, like, positive that he was going to win. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he was so sure. Oh, this is going to, de- he, he's, he's going to, he's going to burn himself he's down burn again. Himself in the <laughs> And that's why he can't be Bachelor next season because he killed his entire staff. He, he goes back to the movie and burns everything down. In fact, that's why the movie happens. The menu happens post the events of this episode of our podcast. <laughs> He's got Lucia left me on the Bachelorette. I've got nothing else to live for. But you know, that gives us. Black Philip the spot. Oh yeah, it for sure bachelors. Oh my god. Now do they? Re- I think the I think Bubba and her. Oh yeah, really get that's, married. That's the final thing. Is by the time we hit the the reunion episode, are they still together or married? They're definitely still married. Nice. I think they're married. I think that one goes all the way. I think they get their... Uh, you think our first couple is going to be the one successful couple? <laughs> yes. I think they I think they go the distance. I think they're the couple that ends up in all the ads that you, oh. su- you see. We'll have to... We'll check in. If we do this again, we'll check in with them and see if they're, st- <laughs> they're still together. That's what they do on all the reunions. <laughs> like, oh, let's go check in with the other couple. Oh, my God. Well, it's going to be a hell of an edit. It's going to be a hell of an edit. It is a longer one, but next time we do a game like this, we can f- figure out how to pare it down faster. I mean, think I already cut a whole day out of this. This is very good. <laughs> I think there's good material here. But yes, all right, congratulations to the lovely couple, Lucille Sawyer, does she, or does she keep her life? Does she hyphenate? Lucille Sharp Sawyer. I think she's bought all the way in. She's always I think she's, she's full Sawyer. I think she leaves Crimson Peak behind her forever. <laughs> she, she has been rot. known to change her name, you know. Uh, so yeah, I hope nothing but the best for this beautiful couple. <laughs> and uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of The Devil's Cut. Thank you for joining us. Hope you had a great time. This was honestly one of the more fun ones for this me. This one was great. <laughs> Stay uh, tuned for next week. We're doing a Valentine's Day special. Yep. We're That's coming out. Uh, my Bloody Valentine double feature. It's a heater. That's a good That's episode. That's a good one, too. That's going to be a good episode. I, I already know that for one's you a good too. episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But as always, 
Uh, check the link in the description down below to get access to all our social media. Come watch us on Twitch at MadXYoung. Uh, and just have a good time, man. <laughs> just be chill. Be a good Beelzebub to all your friends. And uh, creep it real. <laughs>